BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines claim that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton, horses dying on Hertfordshire A Road and Leon Briggs Memorial could be removed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. That's the claim of Birmingham MP Khalid Mahmood, who says some of them are using aggressive tactics. More from Tony Fisher. The MP's comments follow the publication of a report into unregulated fundraising targeting the Muslim population in Bradford. Its author, Hannah Stewart, from the think tank the Henry Jackson Society, agrees this is also going on in other parts of the country. She says Muslims are being taken advantage of because of their generous cultural attitude towards giving. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. The animals are left to graze illegally on private land, but in winter their food supply runs out and they either starve or wander onto the busy road looking for food. Lynn Myland is from the Hearts branch of the British Horse Society. At this time of the year um, it, it's got worse. We've got overbreeding and, uh, and overgrazing. Um, horses are dying around us and escaping on to our roads, which is really dangerous. Obviously the horses' welfare is a big issue but also um, the public that are driving on these roads that potentially are in danger of, of hitting these horses. A second man has been arrested in connection with an inquiry into alleged child abuse at a Catholic boys' home in Bedfordshire. The 72-year-old man from Bedford was arrested on suspicion of sexually assaulting four children at St Francis Boys' Home in Shefford. A 79-year-old man from Norfolk has been re-arrested on suspicion of six sexual and 14 physical assaults. The two men have been released on police bail until April. The Conservative MP Sir Malcolm Rifkind is coming under pressure to step down as chairman of the Intelligence and Security Committee. Sir Malcolm was secretly filmed saying he could arrange useful access to British ambassadors but denies doing anything wrong. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs who died in police custody could be removed. The memorial, which is made up of flowers, mementos and pictures, has been deemed a security risk by police. More from Matt Lockwood. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died in November 2013 after being detained under the Mental Health Act. In the months after his death, the memorial became a place for family and friends to gather and pay their respects. Police say a review has recommended removing the tributes as they pose a security risk. The Justice for Leon campaign group says it's an insensitive move and some kind of memorial must remain in place. Researchers have shown for the first time that eating peanut products early in life appears to prevent young children from becoming allergic to them. The trial involved more than 600 babies. In sport, Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic is set to make changes for tonight's championship match at home to Rotherham and MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley will miss up to six weeks of the League One promotion race with an ankle injury. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells this morning but the chance of a shower this afternoon a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Okay, the brain is starting to wake up. Thank you, Simon. Excellently done. Excellently done, as always. The ox in the newsroom. It's like a bull in a china shop. No, it's worse. It's like an ox in a newsroom. So today we're going to celebrate the solo magic of the Beatles. I've just decided. We've got a George song. We've got a great Ringo song coming up. What do we want from John and Paul? I don't know. Something not obvious, please. Not obvious. 
also bogus charities, fly-tipped GGs, and Justin's on his knees saying thank you, please. Four on the floor, you know the score. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Say it, Kelly, say it. Say it. Dishes at the door? What does that mean? What? Oh, I thought, OK, right, OK, fine, yeah, you're at your wit's edge. I want to play a game. So, we're going to celebrate the... What? Can you turn me up? What, what, uh, I mean, I was in the flow there, how's that? How's that? How's that? Oh, yeah. So, we're going to celebrate... I, I think, I don't know, I need to check my dates. We're very close to the day that, um, the anniversary... What's the date? The 24th of February. We're very close to the uh, the anniversary of David Jones's death, and we're going to have a, a, a monkey special then. Yeah. Don't celebrate yes. the fact that a man died four years ago. You harmless no, woman. I'm celebrating the fact that he That's had so, cold. so many good songs. All right, to excellent. Choose from. Okay, we're going to do it. But today we're celebrating the uh, magic of the Beatles after the breakup. What Yoko hit? We're going to play. Oh, mate. Give me that plenty of that guitar. Well, I've been traveling on a boat and a plane in a car on a bike with a bus and a train. Traveling there, traveling here, everywhere, in every gear. Oh, Lord, we pay the price with the spin of a Through the space and the time Traveling deep beneath the waves In watery grottos and mountainous caves But our Lord, we got to fight With the thoughts in the head With the dark and the light No use to stop and stare If you don't know where you're going Any road will take you there Teeth by the breadth of a hair Traveling where the fall winds blow With the sun on my face In the ice and the snow But ooh, it's a game Sometimes you're cool Sometimes you're lame Oh yeah, it's somewhere If you don't know where you're going The spin of the wheel with the roll of the dice. Ah, oh, yeah, you pay your fare if you don't know where you're going. Any road will take you there. 
there is no size Ah yeah, you just don't win It's so far out, the way out is in Bow to God and call him sir But if you don't know where you're going Any road will take you there And if you don't know where you're going Any road will take you there Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. That's the claim of Birmingham MP Khalid Mahmood, who says some of them employ aggressive tactics. Well, it's being backed up by a report from the cross-party think tank, the Henry Jackson Society. Its author, Hannah Stewart, joins me now. Morning, Hannah. Good morning, Ian. So, what, what did your report look into? Um, well, more broadly, we were actually looking into um, the issues, good practice, challenges that the police um, find when they're delivering the government counter-radicalisation strategy prevent. Um, and one of the angles was the, the sort of constant work that the police do promoting safe giving in Muslim communities. And that's really in response to, um, at the moment, the Syria crisis. But this intimidating form of fundraising came up within those conversations and I was, to be honest, quite surprised by it. Uh, but I understand that Khaled Mahmoud wasn't and that he knows that this is actually um, quite a widespread problem because my report looked at Bradford but I understand that it also happens in Luton and Birmingham where he's the MP um, and that it's much more of a problem than pe- people perhaps realise. So what exactly, how, how does it work? Um, well, what I heard was that, for, just to give an example, um, the collectors had buckets uh, labelled Bucket for Syria, no identification of what charity it was, and they'd pushed the red button at traffic lights repeatedly on a busy road, back all the cars up, so that essentially, as the police said, it's a captive audience, oh. people can't go away. And then they'd go down the line and quite aggressively ask for money. And in, in one instance, actually, the, the police had to record a hate crime. And so when people perhaps said they didn't want to give or they'd given the lights previously, they would, they'd sometimes be abused and, and there were instances of accusing people of supporting the Israelis. This was during the Israel-Gaza conflict in the summer. So that's one form that's, that's quite intimidating. And another example was that um, um, people would go to the same districts, the same houses, week in, week out, constantly asking them for money, and that the individuals living there were actually saying privately, look, we, we just we don't want to give all the time. We just don't have th- those funds but we feel pressured by our sort of religious belief to give that we're, we're struggling to say no. And the people fundraising knew that and would take advantage of that generosity. And are the fundraisers targeting um, uh, uh, other Muslims or, or anybody in general? They're targeting other Muslim right. communities because of that um, religious injunction to give to charity. Right. Um, and in the area that I was looking at, these, these Muslim communities were also not very wealthy. So they were, they were targeting people under the average income level because of their generosity. So it really was a, a double abuse. 
And and if someone, you know, shakes a bucket in front of me, I can walk politely past or say no thanks or, or put money in if I choose to. Why why are these people finding it so difficult to ignore these buckets under their nose? Is it is it the abuse that they're getting? Well, in some cases, in some cases, yes, particularly the, um, the traffic light um, case. People were genuinely being abused and uh, with sort of quite aggressive language. But in other instances, these are close-knit, insular communities where perhaps people know the representatives of the, of the charities or, or the unregistered charities. And there's a sort of, there are reputational issues there, but there's also a cultural um, understanding that giving, giving to charity is a religious obligation and the right thing to do and that you shouldn't question it when you're asked. And that's quite a difficult issue. And mm. it's the one that the, the police are trying to work with the Charity Commission to, um, to, to sort of alleviate. But it, it, it's, it really is taking advantage of people's generosity. So that's the, the, the intimidation and the threatening aspect of it. Did your report look into the, the, these, um, the, what Kali Mahmood is saying, that um, uh, uh, some of these unregistered charities, they're actually, they're not raising money for orphans and things like that, they're raising money for terrorist purposes? Um, well, it's very difficult to know exactly where, where the money's going, and I guess that's what Khaled was talking about. Um, the police, to me, were saying that the reason they work so hard to um, promote safe giving is that, that a lot of people will take advantage of, of these issues that we've spoken about for both criminal and terrorist intent. So they weren't able to tell me exactly where, where they believed the money was going, and certainly if they had concrete evidence, they would, they would investigate. But th th there's always that concern, and particularly when charities are unregistered so they fall outside of the Charity Commission regulation. Mm. Um, there can, and especially when it's it's labelled so vaguely, so it would be bucket for Syria or we're raising funds for the community. There's absolutely no indication there of where that money is going, and that that for the police is a worry. Hannah, it's fascinating stuff, and I appreciate you you, you getting up at silly o'clock to talk to us this morning about it. Uh, that, that's Hannah Stewart from the uh, cross-party think tank, the Henry Jackson Society. Oh eight four five nine. Four double five, five double five. Because I, I don't think um, talking. I mean, that's a, a great trick, isn't it? Stopping traffic at the lights, and um, we all know how intimidating those uh, the wind, those wipers are, the windscreen uh, washers are that you still get. But you're not even allowed to shake buckets anymore. They change. The, you, you just have to stand there motionless. Where I used to live in North London, there was a fella outside the Sainsbury's who um, was collecting money. Um, uh, uh, to, to stop capitalism. Hang on. Yeah, I know. And I said to him, I said, how does that, how does that work? What, you're, so you're anti-capitalism, but you're shaking a bucket. And he said, well, yeah, I need funds for it. Wow. I need funds for it. To break the system, you have to be part of the system. <laughs> ah, exactly. Do you see? He'd also sell poems to you. And I thought, that seems very capitalist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the speed sensors, in Royston on the A10 Melbourne Road, there's some roadworks around the Town Hall roundabout that aren't causing any delays at the moment, but they could cause delays later on this morning. In Beaconsfield on the A40 London Road, there's roadworks just before Park Kiln Lane, and that's looking fine at the moment, but could get busy later on. And looking at the motorways, no delays showing up on the M25. It's looking really quiet on the M1 as well, but there are roadworks on the M1 in both directions, between Junction 2 for Five Ways Corner and 4 for Edgware, which could get busy later on. The speed restrictions of 50 miles an hour where those roadworks go on. On the train departure boards, the 6.34 train from Bedford to Sutton is delayed. I'm Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 
Hey, it's 6.15, it's uh, Tuesday, 24th, February, isn't it? Hey? Hey. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An MP has claimed that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. And a memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed after being deemed a security risk. BBC's Three Counties Radio. There's nothing like a good laugh. And this is nothing like a good laugh. Look who's making their face funny for money this red nose day. Okay, here goes then. First there's a red nose and then, ah, lipstick. Very good. Oh, I see, you're putting it there. There are many ways you can raise money, like asking your work colleagues to put in a fiver for a funniest face contest. The funniest face gets a prize and Comic Relief gets all the cash. I'm not sure the cream cheese is such a good idea. What do you think? Excellent stuff. Oh, thank you, Lemmy. For lots of ways you can make your face funny for money this Red Nose Day and to get your free fundraising kit, go to bbc.co.uk slash rednose. Hey, Justin Dealey, let me tell you something. Hey, Dealer Dealey, your career is ending.
And so this is what we're doing tomorrow. And I've just remembered this. Uh, this Right, OK, Ringo Starr. Isn't that good, first of all? It was good, That's, yeah. Wasn't it good? It's him singing. 80s Ringo. It's good. It's a really, really good song. We've got a good John Lennon song. We need a good Paul McCartney song for, for the Did end of the Did he write that? No. So, but tomorrow we're going to do songs. This is good, Kelly. Oh, sorry, did no, no, I...? No, 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 carry on. Well, well you, were you listening to Radio 2? Yep. We're going to do songs where it's bands singing about the bands. Because I bought a Manfred Mann Greatest Hits the other day. Oh. And there's two, only quid, there's two songs on there where they sing about the Manfreds. There's obviously 54321. Mm-hmm. Uh, who because was it? Oh, it was the Manfreds. But then there's one, another song on there where they're going, we've got Manfred on keyboards and Jimmy's on guitar, but they've all come to see the pretty singer. That's me, Paul Jones. They sings about them. So tomorrow. Uh, it's uh, and uh, there'll be others. There has to be. Uh, it's bands singing about themselves. So they have to have the name like of the, the band. The Spice in there. Girls, yep. um, as an example. No, because they don't sing. Yeah, they like the Spice Girls. You've got um, MC. She likes it on her easy peasy. That's all. <laughs> she you know? likes it on her easy <laughs> well, peasy. I don't know the words. Those lyrics are so risque. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> when they introduce the, each other in Wannabe. Yeah, the Monkees is an obvious one. Hey, hey, we're the Monkees. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it always breaks my heart the Beatles never did a song like that. How cool would that be? Well, they kind of did. We got Sarge- Ringo on the drums. Sa- sort of Sergeant John Pepper is guitar. a. Sergeant Pepper's that. George on guitar. And I'm playing bass guitar. The wrong way round. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's not about them, though. Well, it kind of is. Well, no, but it doesn't say, hey, hey, we are the Beatles. <laughs> you know we love to please. Paul McCartney on bass. <laughs> and that's Ringo on the drums. <laughs> and George playing slatty guitar. Um, so, we're going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, OK. Bands singing about themselves. So if you know any, could you let me know? Because I've only got two so far. Or three if we do two Manfred Man songs. And I think even that will be pushing it, even for fans of the MM. 08459 You OK with that, Kels? Yeah, I like Remi- that idea. Thank you. And that's an idea that I'm glad I had, and I'll be happy to see it to its conclusion, so I don't have to meet people. Thanks. OK. 08459 Now, fly tipping, we all know about... Fly grazing, you might not know about unless you listened to this show about 14 months ago. Um, Because it was last autumn, well not last autumn, autumn gone but last. Uh, We told uh, you that regular users of the A414 in Hertfordshire were noticing more and more horses were being turned loose and left to wander on the roadside. Uh, With actually 40 dead or injured animals had to be removed. Oh, that's horrible. Imagine hitting a horse. Six months on, and the British Horse Society... Oh, it was six months. ..have not... Imp- say things have not improved. Catherine, you've really taken this story to heart. What have the charity been saying? Well, every single week they hear about cases of horses dying, either being hit by traffic or from starvation, just left uh, to graze and fend for themselves. They know about 11 incidents of horses running loose on the A414 in the past month. 
11. Uh, and many other cases of horses left without food and water who wander onto the road looking for food. Lynn Myland is chair of the Hertfordshire branch of the British Horse Society and she says legislation is needed. They're regularly escaping because they're searching for food and their value is, is minimal. They fetch, sometimes they don't even get sold, but they can fetch as little as £10 um, at, a, at, a, at an auction, at a, a horse fair or a market. And um, it is uh, awful. There's no, the landowners are, are trying to take some responsibility, but the fencing is very poor. Some of the owners of these fly-grazed ponies put hay out in the fields and others don't. And um, they are just literally starving to death. And uh, it's, it's a, a, a crisis that is continuing um, until we get some legislation to equip people to deal with it. The horses and the land. Who owns what? Well, one of the landowners we know is Lafarge Tarmac, and they say they've been trying to secure the borders of their land to stop the horses roaming onto the busy A414. But it's really tricky, because while the horses are on their land, they have a duty to look after them, even though they don't want them there. Mm. Uh, they told us, we have undertaken necessary action to secure our land. Unfortunately, in some cases, fences and other barriers have been illegally removed, and horses have been moved onto the site. Lafarge Tarmac is currently revisiting options at its Hertfordshire sites, including legal recourse, which is due to be heard by St Albans Crown Court imminently. Now, the horses are believed to belong to travellers, but it's really difficult to prove that because the horses aren't microchipped and don't have horse passports. And generally, when found on the roadside, the, the owners don't come forward. But anyone whose horse is found le being left astray on public roads or found on private land would be fined and made to pay costs. Um, well, these horses are dying needlessly. What, what can be done to stop that? Well, Hertfordshire Police, the local MP and the animal charities are now all trying to find a solution to that problem. And there's new legislation currently going through Parliament um, and set to be read in the House of Lords this week. If ratified, it would mean that the landowners were given more powers to remove the horses and the animals could be given to charities or put down if they were suffering, which isn't currently allowed. Now, the police also told us that they're spending increasing amounts of time chasing horses on the A414 and then trying to locate owners who don't want to be found. This obviously takes hours of police time and can be really stressful for all concerned, especially for a driver who's hit a horse. I mean, the damage oh, done yeah. alone, but also, I mean, the stress and the fear it causes is something else. Adamant. He didn't hit a horse. No, 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 no. But Adam and the Axe, they do a song, don't they? That's um, uh, Gino on guitar. They, they all sound similar, these songs that you write. <laughs> I must admit, <laughs> I do write uh, excellent songs about... about Adam did a song about um, the band. Yeah. Amp music. Yeah. Do yourself a favour, amp music. Yeah, and they bashed on... They, they were kind of an early stomp, weren't they, Adam and the Ants? <laughs> they had two drums. Do you know where he got the idea of two drums from? Where? Gary Glitter. Oh. oh dearie, dearie me. Oh, dear. Dearie me. What other songs? There must be... Lo there are loads. The 60s did it a lot. Bands singing about themselves. 81333. Oh, I've got one. Go on, Kels. You uh, go in there. I voice first. Sorry. Don't Call Me Mama by Mama Cass. Well, she she was a big girl, but she wasn't a band, was she? <laughs> but I did think Gaston of a mama. band. Mamas and the Papas one. Yeah. Oh, no Creek one's getting fat except Mama Cass. Creek Alley, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't like that song, though. No, but... But that is one. That is one. Mm. Um, there must be loads... Hey, hey, with the Eagles. Oh, you're just being silly now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 
southbound starting to look quite slow from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. Also on the a5 or A405 North Orbital around, around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. That's looking quite busy too on the speed sensors. In High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, there's some temporary traffic lights just before Marlow Road, very close to the leisure centre, which could cause some delays later on, but it's not causing any problems so far. And in Aylesbury on the A41 Aston Clinton Road, there's some temporary traffic lights between New Road and the Woodlands roundabout, so expect delays there. No reports of any major delays at the moment on the trains, though. Samantha Breff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. An MP has claimed that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. And a memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed after being deemed a security risk. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic is set to make changes for tonight's championship match at home to Rotherham. The Hornets lost to promotion rivals Norwich on Saturday and Jokanovic says it's a key stage of the season. It's true. Now it's in this period where you don't have many second chances. We have uh, uh, still it's, uh, so many games in front of us. It's not finished of the of the championship are going to happen many things. It's true now, it's uh, points, it's important and now we have new chance for us after the last one game like we lost uh, against Norwich. And you can hear full commentary on Watford versus Rotherham on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley will miss up to six weeks of the League One promotion race with an ankle injury. The Dons on loan top scorer will receive treatment at Tottenham, who he joined for £5 million in January. Meanwhile, several of the Dons promotion rivals play tonight with Bristol City, Swindon, Preston and Sheffield United all in action. And the Champions League continues tonight with Manchester City at home to Barcelona in the first leg of their last 16 tie. FIFA are meeting today to decide when in 2022 the World Cup in Qatar will take place with November and December the likely months. More from Richard Conway. Qatar may have been awarded the right to host the 2022 World Cup over four years ago. But only today, after claims over alleged corruption and a controversial proposal to switch games to winter, thus avoiding the searing summer sun, will organisers perhaps begin to feel the tournament is destined to be played here. A FIFA task force set up to examine a range of date options is highly likely to make a recommendation for November and December of 2022. That, though, will set FIFA on a collision course with the big European clubs and leagues, who are demanding a May schedule in order to minimise disruption to their league fixtures. And in rugby, the England fullback Mike Brown is a doubt for Sunday's Six Nations clash with Ireland after suffering a setback in his return from concussion. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. The, I'm struggling with McCartney. We're celebrating the uh, solo magic of the Beatles today. Hats off to the Beatles history. Hats off to history of the Beatles. The, we're, cel- we're saluting the magic of the Beatles post-1970. The solo Beatles. Breakup Beatles. Breakup Beatles. Um, Best uh, Beatles breakup music. Bad. Finger. So, we've had George... We've had Ringo. Whoa. We've got a good job. John Lennon's only solo number one in the States. Oh. Struggling with McCartney. They fell out with John, though, didn't they? Is that why? What? The Americans. No, John. they loved him. 
Well, after a bit they did. <clears throat> they, they didn't get him at first, did they? We got. I've got Paul McCartney put it there queued up, which is a really good song. How does that go? Put it there. I'm Paul McCartney. Oh. I'm playing bass guitar <laughs> on this one. Um, live at Glasgow. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm disputing with put it there or coming up. Do it, dip, do. <clears throat> My boy does one of those things, but he makes it up. And half of it is like in Greek. All right, go on. We were choosing what we're gonna, what dessert he was going to have at Yo Sushi yesterday. We're for Yo Sushi. My goodness, Ooh. you're so... <sighs> what? I so embraced, waitros, aren't you? I just embrace foreign culture, mate. Go on. And he was doing ink, bing, bong. No, he wasn't doing it like that. Inky, pinky, pong. Inky, pinky, pong. Cow says bonk. Then he's all got it because I knew which one he wanted and he made sure he ended on that one. Dip, dip, do. You can always do that, though. You are not it, but you are. If I carry on, I can get to oh. that one. I've had my eye on all along. Oh, I'm this one. I need Kelly. <laughs> you right? Yes. I need Dealey. Okay. I need Dealey to help me with this one. What on a nip dip do? No, not on a nip dip do. On on McCartney. That's fine. I need and, and also queue up Helen Wheels as well. <laughs> I'm struggling. Well, maybe we just have a McCartney mashup. What the heck are you talking about? We can do this stuff. There's not a lot in the papers. I'll give you that now. There's stuff about the Oscars which happened ages ago in in, in dog years, didn't it? Oh, the flipping Oscars. All right. Lord Snooty and his pals won an Oscar. Uh, Tony Toffington from the, the posh estate won. Well done. My favourite thing from the Oscars is Scarlett Johansson's face as um, jo uh, John Travolta leans in for a, a kiss and is insisting on wearing a wig, even though we've all seen him with his hair off. What is John Travolta? I mean, what, what is he? I don't know what he is. I mean, I've got a vague idea, but we won't say. But apart from that, that's a one, litigion well, to one side. Well, according to her face, a pest. Yeah. I mean, what's he trying to prove? That he's got hair? Yeah, I mean, exactly. We all know the truth. We all know the We're truth, all cool John. We're with it, John. John, listen. No one's got a problem with it anymore, OK? It's not the 1950s. Just just be who you are. Just, just come out and say, do you know what? I'm bald and I'm proud. It's okay. It's okay, mate. Maybe he was doing it for a part. Anyway, John. <laughs> whatever you want to do. I think is he cool. does do it for a part. That's uh... whatever you want to be is cool with us. Yeah, man. We just we... don't do any more um, dancing. Yeah. Um, films. Okay. Apart from Reservoir Dogs, that was all right. Okay. There's, there's... He wasn't in Reservoir Dogs. He was in Pulp Fiction. Catherine, sort it out. Sort it out. Who's Wheels? You said queue up Emma's. Is it Emma's Wheels? Helen... Sheila's. Helen Wheels. Is that a song, is it? Yeah, it's a good song. We've got three McCartney songs. Mm. Hang on, let's, I'll tell you what, let's get Lennon out of the way. Oh, I don't mean oh. like that. Mark Chapman. Uh, no, Stop. let's... Steady. Whatever gets you through the
Right, we've, 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 we've tweened three McCartney songs. Put it there, coming up, and Helen Wheels. I just don't know what to do with myself. Ip dip do. Um, this is, uh, can I just, this is, I hate these TV programmes. I hate TV, to be honest. TV, as, as uh, Noel Coward once said, TV is for appearing on, not for watching. Oh. I'd get, go along with that. Get her. I'd go along with that. It's rubbish, really. Anyway. Ce- celeb- I don't get the headline, Widdy's Victorian. Celebrities, well, I mean, I know, but is it a joke? Celebrities, including Anne Widdicombe. Celebrities, including Anne Widdicombe? will live life as poor Victorian workers no in a new BBC One reality show. Wow. That's going to be hard work. I wonder how long they're going to do it for. 24 hours in the past, we'll, oh. Oh, <laughs> okay. we'll see six stars, uh, including athlete Colin Jackson mm-hmm. and presenter Mikita Oliver, oh. experience life in a pottery factory, a rubbish dump, a coaching inn and a workhouse. Easy life. Workhouse. The show will air later this year. A spokesman said, this is living history, complete with rats, poo and rotting meat. But only for 24 hours. And a Winnebago around the corner so they can go and have a cup of tea. I don't... Well, I mean, they do these. There was one that I started watching and I thought, oh, this is quite good. And it was a family living in the 70s. Yeah. And it was quite good, but you know there's a, there's a camera crew there, and okay, but... So they're living in the 70s, and they've got, like, an Atari and a really chunky old telly, and the telly breaks Rich down. Then. Well, yeah, and the, the telly breaks down, and someone comes and fixes it. And they then, didn't have a power cut and had to do the toast on the fire like they had we a power did. cut, they had yeah. a power cut. And then ten minutes into it, they go, right, well... Um, that's five hours gone, so we're going to jump forward uh, three years. And they get, so every five hours, they jump forward, like, three years. So by the end, they were in 1990. So there's a lot of and scene. Yeah, and then so someone would turn up with, like, a spectrum. It was rubbish. That's just a kind... That's just a... Why, why do we pretend that people are living in the... What? I hate life. When would you want to live in? Now? What olden times would you want to live in? Yesterday? What really olden times would you want to live in? I don't know, 2015? That's now, isn't it? That's now. Cool. Hey, you yeah. know the telly? Yeah. That you don't like? Yeah. I've thought of a phone in off the back of this story. Yeah, go on. Okay. Stuff you've seen done on telly and thought you'd have a go at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Full marks for honesty to William Shatner. Best known for playing Captain Kirk in Star Trek, the actor, 83, also starred as a police officer in the 1980s hit series. TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker. With Romano. In Hooker, there were a lot of cars I could slide off, says Shatner, recalling some of his action scenes. One day, some guys cut up my daughter's car, so I got out and yelled at them, and they said, what are you going to do about it? I briefly thought I would do one of those stunts where I slid off the car, but then I knew I'd fall down and hurt myself, so I'd talk my way out of it. Stuff you've seen done on the telly and you had a go at. Oh, wait, they won't call. They don't call anymore. Um, have you ever gone in through the window? Duke's Hazard style. No, I've not done that. I've not done that. I used to, when I used to watch 24 a lot, I would um, watch it so much that I would then would spend my life pretending I was Jack Bauer and I would do mundane things. This is true. I'd do mundane things like going to the dump, to the dump, uh, but in the style of Jack Bauer. Oh. So How would you do that? Just like, I'd be on my phone a lot and I'd be like suspiciously carrying the rubbish. You'd have someone saying, You're not really going to do this, are you, Jack? I'd do all that rubbish. These are the McCartney songs we got queued up. This. This is nice. Twiddly, yep. Twiddly. Twiddly McCartney. Oh. Wobbly McCartney. Rockin' McCartney. McCartney, yeah. Don't know this one. Bangy McCartney. Oh, 
No. Oh, and uh, Flamenco McCartney. It's between them. Which way are you going to swing? I think... <laughs> Mate. Oh, um, I think I've got an idea. I think I've got an idea. I think I've got an idea. Girls, What's your idea? One of those songs. I've got an idea. Yeah, go on. Ip Dip Do. We'll do it in a bit. Oh, we could do it now? No, we haven't got time to do it now. Do you want me to it. mash them all together? No, I do not. I can put them so No, I do not want you to do that. To play at the same time. I do not want you to do that. Why aren't you looking at me when you I am that? looking at you. Do not do that. <laughs> You're looking at me in the side of your eye. Do not do that. That's really weird. Do not do that. <laughs> I feel sorry for people who've got um, a lazy eye. There's so much they can do. What are you looking days. at me for? Do they know? What do they see? That's what I want to know. What do they see? There is a re- my, uh, my eyes are a little bit googly, but there is a reason that we look ahead, OK? We see in three dimensions. We can measure depth and uh, all of those things. But if you're looking, like, if you're looking inwards or outwards, what the hell are you seeing? I can't do cross eyes. No, nor can I. I found out after years of making them the central, central point of my funny faces. Yeah. Someone said to me, what are you doing there? <laughs> and turns out I wasn't doing cross eyes. I was just doing a kind of wobbly stare thing. I, I can't do cross eyes. Um, but I have got a bit of a... When my eye gets tired, the left one does leave a little bit. <laughs> where, does it, where does it go? <laughs> to the side a little if bit. You're, if you're, um, you know, you're afflicted by this, and it is an affliction, although they can do so much these days. They do surgery. loads. I know people have had their eyes popped out yeah, they with do. a spoon. And they tighten the muscle up with like yep, a little screwdriver. But when, it, when we were kids, they would put a patch on, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. But what do you see? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, I know five, what they five. see. I bet they see fuzzy. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Oh, look, let's have some of this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In East Hyde on Lower Harpenden Road, there's been an accident at Chiltern Green Road, so the police have closed that between East Hyde and New Mill End. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road to 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And also, it's looking very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45, it is uh, Tuesday, I believe, the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An MP has claimed that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles, and a memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed after being deemed a security risk. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. This morning we may have one or two showers, but to be honest, I think they've all disappeared overnight. It's been quite wet and gusty and blustery overnight, but gradually this wind is going to start to ease. We should get some nice sunny spells today and mostly dry. Temperatures getting up to around 8 Celsius later on. I'm feeling rather pleasant in the sunshine and the lighter wind. Overnight, chilly at first, as we've got uh, no cloud, but then some milder air introduced from the west brings with it cloud and also some outbreaks of rain through the early hours of tomorrow morning. Keeps temperatures above zero, though, and towns and 
City's actually up at about three or four. So a mild start to Wednesday. Uh, the rain will clear fairly quickly tomorrow morning. Some bright spells, but then the cloud increases through the afternoon. But we ha- are hanging on to the milder air. So the maximum temperature tomorrow getting up to 10 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Tomorrow morning, I'm continuing my series of hot seats on the JVS show. If you're going to build an incinerator, why would you build it in a town that's struggling to get itself refurbished and back in the in the game, like Hatfield? Conservative Party chairman and MP for well in Hatfield, Grant Shapps, takes his place in the chair. I can rule out we're not going to do packs and deals with UKIP. And you can put your question to him right now. Email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk or text on 81333, start your text with 3CR. The people that I'd really like to hear from are the people using the NHS. Grant Shapps in the JVS hot seat, tomorrow morning from 9, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
No problem, sir. Well, Dealey's like we're Dealey behind the scenes, <laughs> behind the scenes with Justin Dealey. Hey, boss, I tell you what, some very interesting stuff coming in already at what? five past six this morning. You're yeah. talking about bogus Islamic charities yes. raising funds in Luton yes, uh, to fund criminal activities. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. is this true? Lots of stories coming in on the streets already. People saying that they're being asked for money purely because of their religion, and they're being told no reasons whatsoever about where that money will be going. Going too. Oh, blimey. Mm, interesting stuff. Well, thanks for calling, uh, caller. <laughs> so tomorrow, Justin, we're doing bands that sing songs about themselves. Yes. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Yes, yep. Um, uh, one in the middle by Manfred Mann. Mm-hmm. Ant music by Adam Ant. Ant music. Sorry. Did you slip on some ice? Uh, no, no. Uh, anything else? Um, not for the time being. I heard you talking about this earlier. There must be hundreds of them, but I think a lot of them would have been um, as part of the lyrics, not actually as part of the song title. Are you with me? Yeah, but we're, we're allowing that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't understand your beef. No, but I'm just saying, I need to think, I need to sit down in my <laughs> office. You need to Google. I, <laughs> I need to close that door. I need to concentrate, because there must be hundreds of them. Okay. You can't close your office door. Oh, you mean the, the serial killer. Office room, yes. Here's a good here's a good story. This is nuts, right? Because I buy any old rubbish and you saw me eyeing up some 16mm film, didn't you? On um yeah. on, on eBay, which I've not I've not got eBay anymore. I've cancelled my eBay and, I've, w- and then he tried to make me get it for Well him. I didn't try to make you get it. I just thought it would be nice for you to buy it for me, because I'd really like it. Anyway, here's something. This is a bit creepy. Mm. Right. A few precious drops of blood. Oh. Taken from Sir Winston Churchill in hospital, have emerged for sale oh. 53 years later. Wow. The sample was collected in 1962 after the former Prime Minister, who once delivered a speech offering blood, toil, tears, and sweat, broke his hip. The file has now been offered for auction. Gosh. Well, um, uh, I know what we do with this. Duke's auctioneers of Dorchester, Dorset, have put an estimate of three to six hundred pounds. Um, are they going to clone him? <sighs> to be fair, that's good value for money. That's all right. Yeah. Actually. If it's three hundred quid, do you know what? If you're in a shop yeah. and there's a file of blood and you go, "Well, three hundred quid, that's a bit steep." Yes, sir. But it is Sir Winston Churchill's. Yeah. You, I think I, I'll buy it for that. As a, I would go as an for investment. That. Yeah. As an investment. Yeah, definitely. Somebody would want to buy that for more money. I guarantee you. Somebody somewhere would have that for a couple of grand. I would. Ha- I would have that actually. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go 50-50 on it? I, gee, I'm, I'm, yeah. well, well, I, I get it at weekends, do yeah. I? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, you're pulling a face, car. I just don't get it. I don't get why... I suppose it's just the acquisitive nature of, I'd say, primarily men. Yeah, blokes like... Well, blokes like facts stuff. and figures I want to have junk. that thing because yeah. it's available. Yeah, so it's a I'm, piece of history, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's a bit of someone that you don't know. It's not for me personally, but I can understand why somebody would be interested to have that in their home and, and actually show off and say, hey, look what I've got. I mean, I've got I, Churchill's blood here. I, I own bits of other people, but, um, but the, you know, there'd be people I know. Like, you know, I've got some teeth. Mm. I've got some hair. Yeah. I kind of draw the line at teeth and hair. Yeah. Guys, where are we going with this one? What? Sorry, I'm, t- I'm tweeting abuse... To Harry Styles. Why? What's he done to you? But I'm doing it in Japanese, mate. <laughs> yeah. Clever guy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Doing it in Japanese, mate, isn't it? So what, what are you saying? Can't can, say it on the radio. Come on, translate it. Come on. Well, I can't translate it, mate. Okay. Can you can't, tell me later? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Great definitely. stuff. Great stuff. Fun times. So what I'm going to do with dealing. I've got nothing for deals this morning. I'm spent okay. force. What Giant about, fish. Um, boy falling. What body bits are you keeping? Noisy swingers. We don't. Noisy know. swingers. Sorry. 
What's, the, what's that story? Oh, Caravan Park. Yeah, it's a caravan. Do you want to do this one, Kathy? You seen no, this one? I've seen it, but I can't remember it. What, do you want to read it? Someone uh, got what? told not to do that in a caravan park because it was too loud. There you go. Yeah, there. Uh, OK. A swingers club has been organised... Oh, I can't do it, it turns out. A swingers club has been ordered to get rid of its sleepover caravans after locals complained about excessive noise. Mm. The Eureka Naturist Club... Eureka! <laughs> ..hosts naked sports during the day and adult parties at night. The private members club, which... Oh, no. Have you seen where it is? No, it's not here, is it? It's not Spielplatz. In Pennis Wood. Oh, I got a second. This is a joke, isn't it? What day is it? I don't know. Justin, what do you reckon? It gets worse. It gets worse. It's in Pennis Wood. If you play that backwards, it says Paul is dead. Yeah. Pennis Wood in the village of Forkham. Come on. Near Sevenoaks in Kent offers eight static caravans for members who want to sleep over after a party. But Forkham Parish Council said it's received complaints about excessive noise and passers-by being exposed to naked people. Council Chairman Lawrence Moss added, because the parties go on to the early hours, there's considerable potential for people living nearby to have problems. The council also said that the £50 a night caravans were set up on Greenbelt land without permission. £50 a night? That old chestnut. It's because it's on Greenbelt land, it's just not... £50 a night? (laughs) For a caravan? That's the noise I'd make if I... (laughs) Yes, I'd like one of your caravans, please. That'd be £50. That's the noise that'll be going on in my head. Got nothing for you, Just. Okay, boss. <laughs> you right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry. I'll make something up. What about if you ever I'll been... make something up? What about if you ever been naked in a caravan? Well, I've been naked in a caravan. I've been what, naked in a caravan. What, I tell you what, I don't get caravans at all. I think they're, they're fun when you're kids, but the fact that you've got to uh, play hunt the bed. Uh, no, not good. Uh, can you find anybody out there just who likes caravans? Yeah, yeah, no worries, boss. That's good cool. Okay, Ta-ta. cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Penniswood. Oh, come on. Forkham. <laughs> don't, I don't want to be in the Daily Mail again, for crying out loud. Well, that was in the Daily Mail. They writ it. Oh, I don't want to be in it again. Give me the... Um, oh, no, hang on a minute. Um, 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 oh, yeah, there's this weird story of... Um, you see this, this police dog who's retired? Do you see this? No. Uh, uh, Is it Hooch? No, it's not Hooch. It's K9. Uh, a police dog, last walks of canine police hero, dying police dog judge... Oh, don't. ..he's given a 100-strong guard of honour as he takes one final walk with his devastated handler. Oh. With his favourite training sleeve clamped firmly in his jaws... Oh, no. I didn't read this. He steps proudly into the vet's surgery. Oh, God. <laughs> Many officers and staff were in tears as they saluted the heroic German shepherd before he was put to sleep. Oh. So what are we going to do? Dead dogs call me now. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't realise it was quite so tragic. I thought he was being retired. But why would yeah, you... permanently. Sal- why would you salute a dog? I salute the rabbit sometimes, but that's just to wind it up. You don't salute the rabbit. You swear at the rabbit quite I a swear lot. at the rabbit, but I salute it. I salute... I salute... Um, I do salute animals. Magpie, it started with magpies, but now I salute the rabbit. That magpie thing's a load of nonsense. Good morning, Benji! I do that. Good morning, Benji! You little, you little so-and-so! Private Benjamin. Private Benjamin! I do, but, um, okay, well, what animals have you ever saluted? There we go.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In East Hyde, there's been an accident on Lowen Harpenden Road at Chilton Green Road, so it's being closed at the moment by the police between East Hyde and New Mill End. On the A1 Great North Road southbound, it's starting to get busy from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. And on the A1 Waterford Way, that's very busy from the apex corner towards Mill Hill Circus. The M1 southbound has reports that it's been partially blocked by a broken-down vehicle between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 uh, and the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. At Thank you, Sammy. Coming up, more bits and pieces. The first of all, from me, a wee. And vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines claim of bogus Islamic charities in Luton, horses dying on Hertfordshire A Road and Leon Briggs Memorial could be removed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. That's the claim of Birmingham MP Khalid Mahmood, who says some of them are using aggressive tactics. More from Tony Fisher. The MP's comments follow the publication of a report into unregulated fundraising targeting the Muslim population in Bradford. Its author, Hannah Stewart, from the think tank the Henry Jackson Society, agrees this is also going on in other parts of the country. She says Muslims are being taken advantage of because of their generous cultural attitude towards giving. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. The animals are left to graze illegally on private land, but in winter their food supply runs out and they either starve or wander onto the busy road looking for food. Lynn Myland is from the Hearts branch of the British Horse Society. At this time of the year, um, it, it's got worse. We've got overbreeding and, uh, and overgrazing. Um, horses are dying around us and escaping onto our roads, which is really dangerous. Obviously, the horses' welfare is a big issue, but also um, the public that are driving on these roads that potentially are in danger of, of hitting these horses. A second man has been arrested in connection with an inquiry into alleged child abuse at a Catholic boys' home in Bedfordshire. The 72-year-old man from Bedford was arrested on suspicion of sexually assaulting four children at St Francis Boys' Home in Shefford. A 79-year-old man from Norfolk has been re-arrested on suspicion of six sexual and 14 physical assaults. The two men have been released on police bail until April. The Conservative MP Sir Malcolm Rifkind is coming under pressure to step down as Chairman of the Intelligence and Security Committee. Sir Malcolm was secretly filmed saying he could arrange useful access to British ambassadors but denies doing anything wrong. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed. The memorial, which is made up of flowers, mementos and pictures, has been deemed a security risk by police. More from Matt Lockwood. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died in November 2013 after being detained under the Mental Health Act. 
In the months after his death, the memorial became a place for family and friends to gather and pay their respects. Police say a review has recommended removing the tributes as they pose a security risk. The Justice for Leon campaign group says it's an insensitive move and some kind of memorial must remain in place. Researchers in London have shown for the first time that eating peanut products early in life can prevent young children from becoming allergic to them. International allergy specialists have described the results as striking and compelling. In sport, Watford manager Slavisi Okanovic is set to make changes for tonight's championship match at home to Rotherham. And MK Dons midfielder Deli Ali has pledged to return to help the club win promotion from League One after being ruled out for six weeks with an ankle injury. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells this morning, but the chance of a shower this afternoon, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, bogus charities, fly-tipped GGs, and Justin Dealey's. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And if anybody can do, uh, we're going to uh, give a prize to the person who does the best impression of this. So if you can do uh, Justin Dilley slipping on the ice, you could win up to a million pounds. We've had some suggestions for band songs singing about bands. Oh, yeah, band songs singing about, about bands. bands. About bands. <coughs> Madness by Madness, says Linda. OK. And another Who song, Who's Better, Who's Best. Now, someone else said that. I just, no, I mean, it, a lot of Townsend songs are vaguely autobiographical. I've just read the lyrics of that. It doesn't mention the Who once. What does it mention? Mentions T Rex. Doesn't mention the Who. It doesn't. No. So no, I'm not having that at all. Well, uh, Al Simon says Motorhead. We are Motorhead. Uh, well, the odds Can you of us just playing that. Yeah, the odds of us playing Motorhead on uh, at BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, they're higher than they were a couple of years ago. Well, I'm still gr- very, very slow. Grumpy Jamie. Oh yeah. Just one banana, two banana, three, three banana, banana, four, four banana. Make a bunch of soda, many more. La, la, I didn't like those la, la, banana splits. I didn't like that la, one with the big grin. La, la. And of course, the Ameri- the English version of the banana s- splits was uh, Animal Quackers. Do you remember Animal Quackers? Yeah. Bungo, Rory, Twang and Boots. I remember that. They were good then. I used to like. I used, no. to have their, I used to have their album as a kid. I've got a thing about mascots. I don't like them. They're not mascots, mate. They're a rock band from another planet that just look like giant um, mascots. Yeah, dressing up people, don't like it. Bungle roar. Well, I mean, they're, and they're, the modern equivalent of that, of course, is... Teletubbies. No. Oh, Zingzillas. Zingzillas. Don't dun, like them. Dun, 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 dun. They have some good guests on there. Yeah, I know, but they're ugly. They, doesn't matter. They, they have some good guests on there. I don't like, you can get rid of it. If I was going to get rid of something from the planet, yeah. obviously, you know, uh, I fa- get rid famine, of hunger and all that stuff. Pandas. Once we've sorted out famine, hunger, and racism. Dolphins. And, um, yeah, that. Get rid of those slackers. I would definitely do dressing up people. Because um, I could do without, frankly. Zillas. They're great. They had the darkness on once. Yeah. They had um, a fella playing a saxophone. They had a barbershop quartet. They had some Chinese people on there singing. They have everybody on there. Why don't they just get those people on and not have the dressing up people? Mate, it really does uh, offend me sometimes. 08459 455 555. We're just meandering our way through the show this morning. Now, 
A Birmingham MP says that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in many areas with strong Muslim populations, including Luton. Labour's Khalid Mahmood says that some are using aggressive tactics to attain money to fund criminal and terrorist activities. Well, uh, uh, Khalid Mahmood joins me now. Good morning, Khalid. Morning. What made you decide to speak about this? Well, I've been working with the Charity Commission Chairman, uh, Sir William Shawcross, uh, looking at some of these issues. Uh, where there is a uh, uh, history of, of, of this sort of funding happening uh, and we need to sort of try and resolve what these people are doing and, and how they're doing it. There were a number of people in Birmingham uh, who, who were using the so-called uh, acting as a charity uh, then ended up being arrested. The four of them that in Birmingham that ended up uh, going to Bradford to try uh, and uh, fight with people or do whatever with the EDL march, but they only turned up too late uh, by the time they got there and arrested on the way back. Uh, and so there are a number of people uh, that are doing this in different types of charities, some uh, allegedly sort of supporting uh, people in Syria, uh, but raising funding without any accountability or transparency. So let's, let's do, there seem to be two issues here, Kelly. The first one is, yeah. are, they, are they using aggressive tactics to get the money? Also, yes, yeah, so some of them are because they they purporting themselves to be uh, more genuine uh, Muslims than anybody else. Uh, they they use uh, fairly aggressive tactics, uh, knocking on people's windows uh, if they're driving past, and particularly uh, if the if you're a female and you're driving past and you tend to have children in the car, you, you, you tend to be quite frightened by them, and they sort of shake the bucket in front of you uh, and tap the windows. Uh, and you get quite intimidated, so you put money in uh, just, just to move on from it, especially if you're stuck in traffic uh, on some of these main roads that, that tends to happen. Uh, and that's been going on quite significantly. Uh, and, and they're also uh, intimidating when they're outside mosques uh, and saying that, yeah, this is a true Muslim cause, and you've got to be able to do this. So they're they're uh, they're, 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 they're using aggressive tactics, and then yeah. the money uh, for some of these charities—not all of them, but some of them—is is going to yeah, um, rather yeah. suspicious people. What kind of things do we do we think it's funding? Yeah. Well, first of all, I need to make clear there are a lot of uh, there are very good religious uh, charities, Muslim charities, who do the right sort of work that we want them to do, and they're probably registered and probably audited, uh, and so we know understand what's going on. But there are there are some of the most of these people with that right credentials uh, who are doing either, either to raise money for themselves to have unlawful activity, uh, or, or to be sending it across to people that are already there. Uh, to further, further perpetuate uh, their being able to carry out acts of terrorism. Why, well, if, 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 you, if you know this is happening, then surely the police know, must know this is happening, so why can't they go and arrest these dodgepots? Well, this is what I'm t- trying to do. They have to go through a process where the Charity Commission and uh, the police need to work together to be able to do that. Uh, and I said that's, what, that's why I've been discussing this uh, with the Charity Commission so we can move forward on this. Khalid, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's um, Birmingham MP Khalid Mahmood, um, who's uh, looking into this. We're joined now by Safian Sadiq. Uh, good morning, Safian. You are from Luton, and you've raised money for Syria legitimately. Uh, what do you think about what Khalid just said? Hi, Ian. I, I think you have to look at it twofold, because I think one is a pure criminal act, which is bogus charities with no registration, shaking a bucket on a road without a permit to be there. That should be tackled by the police. It shouldn't require the police to be working with the Charity Commission. It should be, let's go there, let's arrest these people, because they're, they're 
fundamentally stealing money of, of people because they're not registered to take that money. The other issue is looking at registered charities and then looking at the safeguards and the governance structures that the Charity Commission has in place for these charities. Why are these charities being allowed to have a certified registration, which to a typical donor on the street means that is an accreditation to say, I can donate to them. I think the onus there should be Khalid working with the life of the Charity Commission to say they need to step up their game and cutting down on their workforce and the work that they're doing is not the right way to go about th- it. These, these people are harming you, aren't they? <clears throat> these these the, people that are collecting money aggressively and for uh, nefarious methods, people will hear that, well, they'll hear it today, and, and if they see you shaking a bucket, they, they might think twice, mightn't they? I, I, I think it is. It, it's doing genuine harm to the Syrian people, in fact, because the need in Syria is greater than it's ever been. People need the money out there. They're going through a tough winter in Syria at the moment, and there are genuine charities around Britain, like Khalid pointed out. But these charities will now suffer because donors will think twice, but donors will be apprehensive about donating because of the bogus charities that exist out there and those that are actually going against their own constitution and the charity commission in the way that they operate how will you i mean how do you if you're questioned sophia as to 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 what the money you're collecting for goes to how how can you you know um appear to be honest and put forward that your intentions are good I, i think the first thing is going with a reputable charity ensuring that the charity you're with is registered and the governance structures within that charity are transparent and open for everyone to see. The second thing is, I think, the breakdown of the pound. How is that pound spent in terms of when that money goes to Syria, what is it being spent on? Is it going on administration or is it actually going out to Syria? And thirdly, looking at the partners and the way that pound will actually travel to Syria. What are the partner agencies and charities you're working with in Syria because it's very very unlikely that all the charities that are raising money in the UK can actually go out there and operate and do this themselves one of the things that we took the liberty of doing in Luton was to actually follow that pound that we raised and made sure that we saw firsthand how that was being spent and actually took part in volunteering in the spending of that money out there in Syria and that that shouldn't be something that everyone should have to do there should be a level of trust and that's where the charity commission comes in and the work that they do needs to really step up Sophia, good to talk to you. Thanks very much, Sophia and Sadiq from Luton, who's uh, raised, well, who's raised a lot of money for Syria. He's been out there to provide aid work. 08459 455 555. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously. Benedict uh, Cumberbatch must be gutted, mustn't he? Why? Well he, well, he was up for the Oscar, wasn't he? And he was probably odds-on favourite until Redmayne just kind of snuck in at the last minute with, um, A, not um, uh, using uh, slightly offensive language on an American chat show, and B, doing a better film. Do you think that that counted against him? Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Don't you think they'd already voted by then? No, I don't know. Could they have done? No, the voting they'll do they surely. They know all this stuff in advance. No. That's why they, they work out the seating plans. Uh, well, okay. Well, I bet if you know if you're next to the bogs, you know you've not won. Table maths, table maths, isn't it? We've we've experienced we played that, that game. Yeah, but Benedict Cumberbatch. I reckon he was a shoe in, and then that whole coloured people thing. 
Um, I reckon that, that got him knocked down a few points. Oh. They went, we'll go with Redmayne. But he must be gutted, Cumberbatch, because they're all like mates, because they're all toffs together. They all go, go around, you know, wearing their, their, their top hats and, um, you know, going capes. to capes and balls and things like that. Mm. Um, and then he sees Redmayne sneak in and get it. Gutted. So you think someone was watching that and went, oh, no, we've got to get ourselves another posh guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey! Who's yeah. this red main? Who's this red main guy? He was quite good in that film, though, wasn't he? I'm never going to watch it. it. <laughs> and also, there is a thing, isn't there? If you mm. play someone with a disability... Yes, or, every... you lose, or you lose a lot of weight. Or you lose a lot of weight, or you put on a lot of weight, mm. or you black up. No, you... I don't think you're allowed to do that. You don't do that anymore? OK. Um, but if you if you play someone with a disability, you're you're a, a shoe in for an Oscar award, and that was that was Bened- Benedict should have played. Um, there was the fella that he played the the enigma the brain code man. Oh, Alan Turing. Yeah, he should have played him with um, like a gammy foot or something, or or wonky eye. Should have just thrown in a little something to get a bit more of the the, the American vote. Cold but true, mate. Cold but true. It is cold. But true. It's very cold. But very true. But quite cold. But also, I think you'll find quite true. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In East Hyde, Lower Harpenden Road is still closed at Chilton Green Road because of an accident between East Hyde and New Mill End. On the 840 Western Avenue in Denham, it's looking very busy from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 and the M25 anti-clockwise looking very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 towards Junction 19 for Watford. The A1M southbound is also looking very busy on the speed sensors between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602 and the M1 southbound, that's all cleared now between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick after the vehicle broke down earlier and caused some cues. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. You know it. You know it. 7.16, it's Tuesday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An MP has claimed that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. Ah. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. BBC Three Counties Radio. You wait till you see what we've got coming up next, if you can. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you? It. What does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Why were we talking about the lazy eye? Um... Oh, by the way, can I, just, can I just say, I'm trying to do a thing every day, uh, a gratitude list, right? Where you you are grateful for three things. Yeah. Do it do it before you go to bed. It kind of it, it kind of helps with your whole psychology of stuff. So do one working with Kath. Two working with Kath. Three working with Kath. You're welcome. No, you do. Like, you see, do one. Oh, it's my kids. Two, I, I had a really nice supper. And three, I got a root. Whatever. 
Got a root canal. All three today of my gratitude list are Rita Ora's outfit for the Oscars. It's less an outfit, more... One, two, three, <laughs> four. Right, generally in fashion... She's or... wearing a neck curtain. Yeah, in classy dressing, it's either legs or boob, isn't it? I mean, she's showing legs, boob and bum. And whoops to Daisy. Everything is on. Everything is on. So my Anyone gratitude. Anyone would think she only had a tiny part in a rubbish film. My gratitude list is Rita Ora's dress for the Oscars. We can do that. What What are you grateful for today? It's a nice thing. Kelly Betts. I'm grateful that um, a band that we've been supporting on introducing Saw their album on. has gone straight in at number 27 in the official album chart. Name the band. Room 94. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's a great thing, you That's see. That's amazing. That's just, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a nice vibe. And we'll get, nice Justin, vibe. you can go and do this, actually. This might, if, if you feel like it. It's up to you, boss. Things you're grateful for. Uh, Catherine, what are you grateful for today? I ain't got anything. What? No, I've got nothing. Come on! Hey, what about this? No. How about this? No. This? No. Uh, grateful that you've got um, a nice job and you get to work with your mates. Seriously. Okay. After this, you go and work in spa, don't you? Mm. <laughs> with my mates, Kenny That's, and Joan. That was the joke, mate. Um, okay, grateful um, that you. Oh, I don't. I'm having a miserable day today, so. No, I know you are, Kay. Look, I know. So this is why. This is why. This is the best time to do a gratitude thing. All right, let me have a think about it. I can give you attitude, hey, but hey, I don't know about gratitude. Hey, hey, Whoa, hey, hey. Um. Hey. I'm being mounted. Steady. By Kelly. Grateful for those gorgeous little girls. One of them's me. Three, yeah. Three gorgeous little girls in your life. <laughs> <laughs> your two daughters and Bets. Hey, Manu. Hey! What, hey! What are you grateful for, Manu? I'm grateful for my family, and I'm grateful that we live in such a brilliant age of, you know... And that, that's a good one! He's grateful that we live in a brilliant age. He's right, it is a brilliant age! I'm 37, that's not brilliant. No, I, Manu, I was <laughs> in a toy shop yesterday with the kids, right? I love toy shops. I was fingering a robot. Oh, like, seriously, there was a robot there, and I was, uh, and I was, my children live in a world where I can look at a robot in a toy shop. You had to mention robots. Why? I bought some robot fish last week. Do you yep. know what happened? B. They sunk like stones. Oh, Catherine! I had to take them back, and she didn't believe me, and she got a bucket out, right? Oh yeah. And demonstrated the fish in front of me, and they float it. She said oh, they float. I went. Yeah, but they're robot fish. They're supposed to swim. They're yeah. floating. I might as well just bought a duck. You can get floaters anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't buy floaters. I bought robo fish. Well, Manu, uh, you're right. It's, we live in a wonderful age, and that's a great one. What have you called in for, Manu? Well, I wanted to talk about the lazy eye thing. You guys are wondering what people with lazy eyes actually see. Have you got a lazy eye? No, no I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm a... I'm a junior doctor. So. Oh, OK. Hey, fantastic. What the heck are you listening to this for? I, I listen to you guys every day on my way to work. I live in Northampton and I drive to Oxford and you guys really make my drive quite brilliant. I'm grateful for you guys, actually. Hey, Manu! This is... I'm grateful that you're a doctor. You're, I'm grateful that you're learning how to save lives. He might save my kids one day. All right, fair enough. I'm feeling a twinge of gratitude. Yeah, I'm grateful that he's putting in so much work. I mean, fair play, doctors do mess around a lot, but he's putting in a lot of work I'm for worried, us. I'm worried that we're putting him off and that you should be no, thinking no, about no, better no. things. No, no, no. I'm great. Every day of my work is a blessing. I, I, I man, what I do. Man, listen, you sound very spiritual, man. Listen, so what, what, okay, so people with lazy eyes, if, yeah. the, what, if their eyes look inwards, what do they see? Well, this is the thing. The brain is a beautifully plastic organ. Yeah. And it can adapt and make up for a lot of different things you could if you wear an eye patch for a week yeah you you're you're the eye that you're seeing with will adjust and make up i mean you won't have 3d vision like you correctly pointed yeah. out yeah 
but you will, you know, you'll have a good field of view. Yeah. And similarly, when you have a lazy eye, your brain takes what it can and makes the most of it, and you get a decent field of view. So you can still see stuff? Yeah. Even no, no, if no. you're right, because sometimes it's... Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. If it's really bad, then the brain says, we're not having any of that, and cuts off whatever it's seeing with the lazy eye if it's too confusing. Because sometimes you see one eye going to the shops and the other one coming home with the change, don't you? Yeah, in that case, the, the eye that's at the shops, per se, isn't really seeing anything. Wow. Hey, Samantha, how, how far are you into your... Uh, so you're a junior doctor. What does that mean exactly? Are you still training? Well, no, uh, so the way it works, you, once you quote past medical school, you do one year as an FY1 where you're sort of provisionally uh, registered with the GMC. And yeah. then in your second year, you're fully registered with the GMC. Uh, and you're sort of polishing up your training. And yeah. that's where I am. Okay. Are you American? No, you know, I've, I've spoken to you about this when you worked it with Absolute Radio. Oh, flippin' um, heck. It's, it's a long story, and you're going to end up singing that Prodesi song to me. So. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not that predictable. Have I been doing the act for that long? You have. Wow. You have another hit that you can... Uh, no, out, I, no, no, listen. No, no, no. no I've done, <laughs> all right, listen. It's, uh, then I'm never singing another Indian pop song ever again, I'm guys. I'm so grateful. How about, this? How about this? For once and for all, let's both sing it together. You ready? Yeah, go on. Perdesi, perdesi, janana, hey. Manu, thank you very much. That's that one in the box. Uh, let's bury it as a time capsule. It's never getting used again. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC I like that. Three Counties Radio. He was good, wasn't he? What are you grateful for? We don't normally do nice stuff because we're quite cynical and, and uh, miserable. And because we are feeling miserable and tired, now's the perfect time to do a gratitude list. OK, all right. Admittedly, I'm grateful for the kids. He says so begrudgingly. It's just my tone of voice. Oh, grateful for the kids. I'm grateful for the kids and my family. Uh, uh, I tell you what. I've got you know my job's all right. No, I tell you what. Family, kids, and health. We're not allowing them. They're job? verboten. Um, unless you do something really interesting, it's verboten. Well, this is interesting. Well, it's not. Well, it's not to you. Well, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. What are you grateful for? Now, last autumn, we reported that the problem of illegal fly grazing of horses in Hertfordshire along the A414 was at crisis point, with 40 horses having been removed from the busy arterial road after being hit by vehicles. Yeah. Well, six months on, and the British Horse Society says things have not improved. Lynn Myland is uh, chair of the Hertfordshire branch. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. So things haven't got any better. What, what, has anything happened? Um, yes, a, a lot has happened, and I think it's a very difficult time of year in the winter. There's not a lot of grass around. Horses stray through um, poor fencing or, or no fencing at all. Um, there's a, a control of horses bill that's going through Parliament at the moment, um, which will really assist. Um, I think at the moment there is no value in horses, and there are too many. Too many horses are being bred. We need to start controlling the breeding um, of horses. Um, we've held two seminars, uh, seminars? seminars. Seminars. There we go. It's very uh, early in the morning, Lynn. Yes. Uh, two seminars uh, over the, this period, and we've got another one in June, hopefully once the Control of Horses Bill is ratified. And we're working very closely with all the stakeholders. We had a huge turnout of 38 stakeholders at our last conference. Um, and we have a good relationship with Hearts County Council Gypsy and Traveller team. Um, I think trading standards need to use the legislation that's already there to implement 
checks on horse passports and, and microchips. There's a, a £5,000 fine if you don't have an equine passport or your horse isn't microchipped. And is, and is that... It would appear that in these situations that's not being enforced. It's not being enforced, no. No, we've, we've held um, with Hearts Constabulary, the Royal Operational Support Team, uh, Trading Standards, Gypsy Section, RSPCA, we've held some horse health days um, which has been predominantly along the A414 this year. Um, and they've been pretty successful, and trading standards um, have attended those. Um, but we need to have more checks on all stables and all areas where horses are to make sure that those horses can be identified. And if they stray or if their welfare needs, which are great at this time of the year, um, need addressing, then we know who the owner of those animals are. And, and often um, they aren't known, and those horses stray. They're put back into a field. What I don't get, Lynn, is yeah. I, I, surely horses are a, a, a fairly valuable commodity, aren't they? I don't get why people would do this. Well, they're not. Some horses obviously are. A racehorse is a valuable commodity, at, um, but uh, this type of of pony um there, there are far too many of them they will go if they're seized they at the moment in, with the legislation we have they go to a market um often they're not sold because they're in poor condition yeah. they might get sold for 10 pounds oh. they then go back through the system they're poor little souls really they're, it's um the people that walk um these this corridor of the a414 and in fact in hertfordshire where there are rights of way and see these uh, animals often suffering. Some of them have hay on a regular basis, but yeah. there are a lot that are really, really neglected. And I think the landowners, um, I know you've spoken to Lafarge already, but the landowners really do need to take responsibility and manage their land. Either allow horses to uh, graze on their land with a licence um, or, or not fence them in or fence them out but well they... we one of the, the the people we have we have heard from says that the um, from lafarge uh, is that the, the 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 land is getting broken into they put fences up and, and people just you know open the fences cut down the fence and and, and put their horses on they, they can't be held responsible for that can they well, I think there's legislation um, that stands at the moment that if somebody trespasses on your land um, or, or enters into your house or breaks into your property, you can do something about that with the legislation. And I think that's where our seminars have helped. We've brought everyone together. We are now working together, supporting each other, really, um, and trying to, to improve things, obviously, for landowners, it can be quite difficult to remove horses if each time you, somebody trespasses on your land, you put up a fence and if, it gets. Well, yeah, if you down. don't, because I, I, I kind of got, a bit, I got sympathy for both sides. But with the landowners yeah. here, because you know, if, if you've you've got a fence and someone breaks in and leaves five ponies there, and you've got to pay to get, is it not your responsibility to look after them, is it? Particularly if you don't know who dumped them there. No, exactly, and that's where um, trading standards, I think, and the horse passports and the microchips, because if they're not microchipped or pass, well, obviously they the need to the scan needs to identify if the horse belongs to somebody um, and they can be removed but the new legislation will help remove them a lot quicker they will then be able to be passed over to a charity or you know let, let's hope not but if they're in a real poor condition euthanized um, but at the moment they have to go to a market mm. and be sold and and that's where landowners have a really sticky problem but they need to be proactive if horses go on your land, you need to be proactive in putting up a notice saying remove these horses, not leave it for six months or so. Yeah.
um, and, and just leave them there suffering. Lynn, it's a very sad story. Let's hope that when we, if we talk again in six months, uh, another six months, things have moved on significantly. It's, uh, it's, it's a very sad story. Lynn Myland there, uh, chair of the Hertfordshire branch of the British Horse Society. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. And there's been an accident between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. It's on the hard shoulder, but it is causing some queues. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. And in East Hyde, Lower Harpenden Road is still closed in both directions at Chilton Green Road because of an accident. That's between East Hyde and New Mill End. It means that Luton Road in Harpenden is very busy southbound. It's very slow from the Luton Road uh, towards the Station Road. And the A1 Great North Road, that's also looking very busy from the St. Neas Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. That's the claim of Birmingham MP Khalid Mahmood. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed after being deemed a security risk. Two men have been arrested and a further two people interviewed as part of an ongoing investigation into alleged child abuse at St Francis Boys' Home in Shefford during the 1960s and 70s. And a Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying need on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic is set to make changes for tonight's championship match at home to Rotherham. The Hornets lost to promotion rivals Norwich on Saturday. Jokanovic says some players will lose their places. We're going to play with, uh, against uh, different kind of the, of the team. This, this situation is going to obligate us after the, the last game and after the, the opposite team, what we're going to front of us, is going to obligate us a little bit move the, the, our structure and try to find uh, something a little bit different. And you can hear full commentary on Watford versus Rotherham on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley has pledged to return to help the club win promotion from League One after being ruled out for six weeks with an ankle injury. On loan Alley, who's being treated at new club Tottenham, has posted a message on Twitter to thank supporters for their best wishes. The Champions League continues tonight with Manchester City at home to Barcelona in the first leg of their last 16 tie. And FIFA is meeting today to decide when in 2022 the controversial World Cup in Qatar will take place with November and December the likely months. West Indies opener Chris Gale has become the first player in Cricket World Cup history to score a double hundred. Gale was out for 215 as the Windies totaled 372 for two from their 50 overs against Zimbabwe. Gale hit 16 sixes and 10 fours. And in rugby, the England fullback Mike Brown is a doubt for Sunday's Six Nations clash with Ireland after suffering a setback in his return from concussion. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Song calling me down the road is where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on down the 
road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend so if you want to join me for a while just grab your hat come travel like that's old style maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down until tomorrow the whole world is my own This morning, gratitude list. It's a bit corny, it's a bit cheesy, but do you know what? It, 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 it can now give you a kick up the bum. Snuffers says he's grateful for Angela Lansbury. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> She's, well, here's another one we can do. People that have always been old. Well, she wasn't in Bedknobs. <laughs> she was old in Bedknobs. We watched Bedknobs the other day and boy, oh boy, isn't that an awful film. She was old in Bedknobs. She wasn't old in bed knobs. She was old yeah, in she bed was. knobs. She honestly. had old ladies' hair. This is the problem. Uh, uh, well, who else? There, there are other. Uh, uh, Bruce Forsyth has always been old. Always been an old man. He was born with wrinkles. Yeah. Dennis Norden. Dennis Norden was. There's no such thing. And, and Frank Muir. Frank Muir. There's no such thing as a young Frank Muir or Dennis Norden photograph. Dickie Davis. Mm, Dickie Davis. You got Dickie Davis eyes. <laughs> you like that one? You like that one? I, I did like that more. one. I got plenty more like that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. So, really random show today, and we're all feeling a bit tired. So we're we're, we're faking it. Speak for yourself. Make... Sorry. I'm feeling alive. Good. I'm vibing well... hard. Oh. Okay. Well, blimey. Don't vibe too hard, mate. You'll you'll, you'll chafe. Uh, so, uh, what are you, are you grateful for? Old people, people that have always been old, and lazy eyes. What do those um, people see? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I see you've glossed over my. You saw it on the telly, so you thought you'd have a go. Well, I mean, I think people will do stuff. Did anyone I ever? I got into trouble once. Do you remember the advert for? I think it was uh, the Shaken Back Rice Krispies. Oh yeah, where they had bowls on their heads and they were eating. They were on a, some sort of uh, production line, and they put their bowls on their heads and they were eating their no, Rice Krispies off their heads. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I tried that as a kid. 
with hilarious consequences. I no one. I never. I never do anything I see on television because it's uh, it, television is rubbish. Uh, I, no, I've never made those things I used to make on Blue Peter. Never had the bits. No, no one made those things. Saying that, actually, my boy. Well, no, my boy. When we used to watch Mr. Maker. Yeah. Um, would want to make those things. And I say, yeah, 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 we'll do it later. And then he forget. My daughter pauses it every time and says, have we got any of that stuff? Just to check. No, we never do. Marlene's in Dunstable. Morning, Marlene. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, my dear? I have got a lazy eye. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. No, it's your worst. Sorry. <laughs> OK, you, you've learnt to live with it. Yes, yes, yes. What well, do you I, see? I, I was born with it. Can you see round corners? Uh, no. Um... My, I ha- was under Moorfields, I had the drops and everything. Oh, yeah. They covered the good eye up, and oh. after about three months, the sight came back in the good eye, in the lazy eye. Yeah. And then they'd take the patch off, and because the my good eye was so strong, the lazy eye just stopped working again, so... Oh, no! Yes, 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 yes. So three months of looking like Dr Hook, and then for no, yeah. no use whatsoever? Yeah, no, no, so it didn't work. Anyway, it, it was never actually crooked. It, I never had a squint. Right. But um, if you have shock or trauma or anything, and I, I, I'm not going for the pity thing. My hubby died 21 years ago. Oh, bless you. And straight away... My lazy eye shot out, what? not not out of the eye socket. Oh, I mean, went, went to the out the outside of the eye. So, it, what, what, it, it, uh, let me just get this right. So, it, it, it had been lazy, but yeah. your husband passing, which is obviously very traumatic, yeah. that made it lazier. No, no, it, it, no. Just to start, it, the 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 muscle weakened even more, oh, and it went Lord. to the outside. And I volunteer up the downs up the gateway centre that I love oh, doing. Yeah. Sorry, a big hint. Um, and I was talking to a little girl, because I can talk a lot. Oh, yes, we've noticed that, Marlon. <laughs> oh, um, I was talking to this little girl, and she didn't answer me, and the mum said, oh, no. Will you speak to that lady? I said, it's all right, my love, she's looking at my wonky eye. She didn't yeah. realise I was looking at her. Do you get... Because you there is that thing, isn't it? I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't want to, but you have. That thing of, is, is she talking to me or you? I, got... I know, yeah, yeah. And when I... I you could make it easier for us by pointing to the person you're talking to. <laughs> that just makes it... I went... I was going to America and had to change my passport. Well, with my glasses, it's not quite so noticeable, but you can't wear glasses in a passport. Can't you? Not on a passport. No, no face furniture allowed. What, but no why face. do you wear glasses? You're not even no, allowed not to have allowed. You're not even allowed to have your fringe down, are you, Marlene? No, 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 really? no, no. And when the passport... Yeah. When I had my fa- passport photograph taken yes i'm not re- i don't realize but when i'm looking straight on i'm not actually looking straight on because no, you're looking backwards no <laughs> i'm i'm going with my good eye so my head is slightly turned <laughs> so it didn't look as if i was looking straight at the camera <laughs> so i said to the girl at the post office i'm really worried about this <laughs> do you know ian I, i've never run your program before <laughs> I find you quite amusing. <laughs> oh, Likewise. You're, you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I, I had to. 
I had to write a description of why I'm not looking straight at the camera. <laughs> is he all right? Catherine, Catherine, is he all right? I think he's just having a moment, Marlene. Oh, Marlene, you've made me laugh. And did they exit? Because they are very, very strict with the passport photos. Yeah, no, because I'd put a yeah. description of yeah. why it looked as if I wasn't looking straight oh, at the camera. Oh, they bless accepted you. it. Oh. Bless you. Marlene, you're, you're, uh, that's such a wonderful first call. Do call again, won't you? Oh, bless you. Thank you. I'll tell you what, though. The only worry was, yeah. like, my son has got a slight lazy eye. Yeah. And I said, please get the grandchildren checked. And luckily yeah. enough, they haven't inherited well, they can, it. Well, they can do things with... Because I remember there was a kid at my school who wore, really, who wore glasses. He yeah. had special glasses. But they can do things. Catherine, they pop the eye out, yeah. don't they? My brother-in-law had it done when he was a kid. Cause they started out with a patch. That didn't work. And they did the yeah. thing, I believe, I'm thinking the right person, popped his eye out, tightened the muscle up or something. Yeah. Then but back see, in. I, I'm 70, so, yeah. I mean, you know, I, they didn't do that in them days. Yeah. But I, I did go to the hospital because I had a bit of a problem. Oh, yeah. And the guy, I was about 65, and the consultant said... Mrs. Thomas, we can actually straighten that eye for you. And I said, hang on a minute. At my age, I'm used to it. But when I spoke to the optician about it, she said a friend of hers had 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 that done and it had given him double vision. Oh, blood. Oh, no. You don't want that. You've managed for this long. Yes. Stick with the wonky eye, Marlene, I think. I do. I'm proud of my wonky eye. Good for you. I wear it with pride. Good for you. Marlene, thank you very much indeed. Well, what what a great first call from Marlene. I'm grateful for Marlene today. I'm grateful. That's made me, uh, she's made me laugh. Well done, Marlene. You're, you're an excellent sport. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the phone number. You don't see it as often as you used to, the one no. guy, which means they must be making uh, great steps we towards had, eradicating it. We had that. a teacher, though. And it was always that. She would yeah. tell one person off, and the whole class would wonder whether it was them. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't looking anywhere near, and she must have known. Yeah, oh, man. She must have known. I bet it's the last. It's the last um, taboo, the wonky eye. Not allowed to laugh at fat people. Not allowed to laugh at ginger people. Yet we're still laughing at um, people who've got no control of their eyes. Well, Marlene started it. Yeah, she started. Marlene, she started it. Very old-fashioned. Have we got any texts? Yeah, we have. Go on then. Let's have some. Well, Texas. I mean, they're talking about those band songs, but I don't think they quite got the hang of it. I don't know. We, we, oh, it it's not very just having simple. the band's name in the title. We want um, band songs where they talk about the band. Here we come walking down the street. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. And people say we monkey around. Yeah, so they're singing about themselves. Get the get, Kelly, yeah. Manfred Mann. Yeah. This is, this is the perfect example, OK? Right? This is what made me think of it yesterday. We were having a little disco in my bedroom, me and the boys. A little, little boogie to the best of Manfred Mann on vinyl. A quid. Beautiful. Manfred Mann, the one in the middle. OK? They name-check the band members. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. They either name-check the band members or they say, hey, hey, we are this band and this is what we do. So Talk Talk by Talk Talk wasn't about Talk Talk, No, it? it's about the mobile phone company. Come on, keep up. But what about the Stray Cats? Struck by the Stray Cats. I, I don't know that I one. Don't I don't think living in a box is about living in a box either. No. It's about living in a box. It's actually in a box, yeah, which a box. I wouldn't recommend as a lifestyle. Well, some people have no choice. Unless you're Diogenes of Thassos. He lived in a barrel. Uh, I told you. He eschewed all worldly things. I told you, Diogenes of Thassos is banned from this show, all right? Why? After the last time we called him. You know him. what he did? If he was displeased with someone, yeah. he would demonstrate it. By weeing. I tell you what, uh, if you've got a Diogenes of Thassos story, 08459 <laughs> 455 555. Beat that BBC Suffolk.
Chew on that, everyone else. We will. Ha- I tell you what, we'll have the Manfred Mann song. If he was really unhappy, he'd do number two. Oh, for goodness sakes, Catherine, you disgust me. We'll have the Manfred Mann song after a, a, a little bit of this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, there's been an accident between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. It's now on the hard shoulder, but it is causing queues. The M25 anti-clockwise has queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In East Hyde, Lower Harpenden Road is still closed at Chilton Green Road in both directions because of an accident. And that's also making it very busy on Luton Road southbound from Luton Road towards Station Road. And on the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very busy through the roadworks from the St. Neots junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, nice one, mate. Nice one. Thank you. 7.45, Tuesday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An MP has claimed that bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed after being deemed a security risk. And a Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 in the county. Uh, let's get the weather here. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We should have some decent spells of sunshine today and that gusty howling wind from last night will gradually start to ease. The maximum temperature today up to 8 Celsius. Now overnight clear at first, so chilly, but we'll have some milder air arriving from the west, which brings with it some cloud and further rain, I'm afraid, through the early hours of tomorrow morning and through to dawn. The minimum temperature, though, staying above zero, so a mild start to Wednesday, uh, but some rain around first thing tomorrow. That will soon clear. We'll get some brighter spells, but we're not really going to ditch the cloud through much of tomorrow. It is going to be a rather grey day. Maximum temperature, though, still mild at 10 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect it to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jbsshow at bbc.co.uk. They back down and... They have put in writing to me that I no longer have the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a dance there, Jingle. Call 08459. Oh, yeah. 555. Oh, BBC yeah, Three Counties Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just apologise to all lovers of Greek philosophy listening who were probably slapping their foreheads as I mixed up Diogenes of Corinth with Theogenes of Thassos, who of course was the boxer. You're going to get a slap, Christian Grey style. Let's just hear what's uh, happening on Radio 4 now, shall we? Reporting there from Russia. The time is now 11 minutes to 8. Time for Thought for the Day. And with us the studio in the studio this morning is the Reverend Joel Edwards. Boy, oh boy, doesn't that sound dumb? They're not talking about Greek philosophy. Are they? They're they're talking about thought, thinking for the day. I'll have none of that nonsense. So, songs about bands... Sorry? Would you? 
Do we? Are you having a production meeting? Yeah, I need to do some. Just shall I turn the microphone just, off? Yeah, just. All right. So, songs by bands about themselves. This is what we're going to do tomorrow. Some of you haven't got it. This is a song by Manfred Mann that does it. It's not a very good song, but. Let me tell you about the Manfreds. You see, already they've named the band. He's named the band. Yeah. Let me tell you about the Manfreds. We're in. But you are the Manfreds. What are you talking about, John Paul Jones? No, Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. What are you talking about, Paul Jones? Well, let's find out. The music that they're putting down. So we know they're a band. They're putting music down. Why are they putting it down? Well, let's find out. I thought they should be playing it up. They started to play a rainy day And the people came from miles around They didn't come for the rhythm Right, Singer looking okay, sweet. they get more specific. Mike Hunt plays the drums, yeah. The drummer, the drummer's called Mike. Steady, steady. Is that actually his name? Yeah. Is it really? Hang on, drummer, man. Oh no 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 no! It's Hug. Mike Hug. Okay. Phew. On we go. <laughs> Tom McGuinness lays it down on the bass. Tom McGuinness is on the bass. He lays it down on the bass. There we go. Says the diamond bass. Just a pretty face. They didn't come for the rhythm. He's referring to himself as the one in the middle, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's singing a bit talking about himself. I don't think he mentions his name. That'd be too big-headed. In fact, the band is named Manfred Mann after the keyboard player is called Manfred Mann. Is he? The whole yeah. thing is... Here we go. Couldn't have. Are they related to the Brotherhood of Man? No, mate. Are they brothers? No. The whole thing, the whole band is very self-aggrandising, uh, mm. isn't it? Isn't it, though? Well, it really is. So this is what we want tomorrow. Songs about by a band about themselves. So can we tell off some texters, then? Yes, go. Right, OK. Name Aaliyah, and shame. Aaliyah, what are you thinking? Well, she, well, Aaliyah didn't sing a song about a band. She says, Will Smith oh. names himself in Miami. He says, Will, we loved your last hit. Yeah. It's well, not a band. Let's, let's Here we go. I got shh, shh. Manfred Mann plays the organ. Mike Vickers plays guitar. Clearly, we like this bit. And there's a geezer called Paul. Here we go. So He's singing about himself now. And so wants to be a star. They didn't come for the rhythm. They didn't come for the beats. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The people of the town came just to stand around. The singer looking sweet. We've also got a Diogenes text. Yep. Thank you very much to Janet Chesant. Yep. Who's in my clever club. Yep. She says she wonders whether that's where the expression to be off comes from. Because if you really annoyed him and he fired both barrels at you, then you could annoy him soon after and he'd be out of ammo. Then what? Diogenes. Dennis. Good morning. Good morning, Dennis. I read a little bit about the Indian Mail yesterday. About the what? Oh, it, oh, oh yeah. There's but... no way on God's earth that they could say you were a racist. Well. No, I, I totally disagree with them. Totally well, totally. well, they didn't d- say it, did they? They just had a little. I know they did, but they're, just, about they're, it. Looking for, they're looking for something. They're looking for up. something to have a pop up. I object to them digging at him. I don't mind digging at him, but I don't well, want anybody else. I bought three copies of the mail yesterday. They'll all get used one way or another. Well, it's, um, you're in the dustbin at the moment, anyway. Yes! Anyway, horses. Yeah? I've got the perfect solution to these horses. Yeah. 
buy one of my rocking horses. They never run away. Oh, they don't need feeding. They don't make a mess in the back bedroom. No, I think the problem with rocking horses is um, all the shavings they leave behind. Well, that's <laughs> right. I put some on the disc and yeah. sold it to somebody. Who said it was because um, he said it, it was. As, um, what did he say? I don't know. Dennis. Rare as, it was as, uh, as rare yeah, as, as, as rocking horse. horse. Yeah, okay, thank what? you very much indeed, Dennis. Lisa's on the line. What? Hello. Good morning. What's wrong, Kels? I'm unhappy with Dennis's call. Why? That's not what you rang in about. Dennis? Yes. Hang on, hang on Lisa. Okay. What did you ring in about, Dennis? What did I ring in about? Oh, just to say I didn't like um, what they were saying about you. Oh, no, th- thanks very no, much. No, that's not... Well, He's forgotten what he rang in about. Shall I just do it? Yeah, go on. I was wearing my Fifty Shades of Dealey T-shirt in my house and a man came in and saw the T-shirt and recognised me from the radio. <laughs> Is that true, Dennis? I was in yesterday morning. I she just told her, don't, my... t- don't tell us the same story. Is that true? I'm not. I'm is not it, telling you the true? same story. Is it I'm... true? No. Yes. It's, tr- it's true. In, oh. An engineer's went in yesterday taking my stair lift away. You're telling the... us the same story? No, and he comes from Northampton. Did he recognise your T-shirt? He recognised, and then he said, it's the oh, same story. you're that one who talks to him, Lee. Oh. Apparently, he listens to this on the way in. The, so it is the same <laughs> story. So if stair lift man's listening, big up yourself. Yes, because, yes. We've made Lisa wait for this, Dennis. Yes. Would you like to apologise to Lisa? What for? For what? wasting her time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm a wasting your time. No, make me giggle. I made you giggle. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you just do. I think. Well, it, well, if you give me your address, I'll send you a little disc with some uh, rocking horse manure on it. Oh, lovely, thank you. <laughs> Bye, Dennis. Bye-bye. Morning, Lisa, what have you got for us? Good morning. Um, I know it's tomorrow you're saying about the bands that sing about themselves. Yes. But S Club 7 do it with S Club. <laughs> oh, there ain't no party like oh, an S Club party. Oh, you are, you, mate, are, you've nailed it. You've got it. That's how we're kicking off the show. I Forget know. all this Aaliyah nonsense. You have got it. Of course they do. Yeah. Was it Tina's... Um, Tina's Doing her thing. Oh, yeah, Bradley sat, sat there having a fat one. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh. Rachel Swing. Yeah, yeah. Do her yeah. thing. Then we got Joe. she got the flow. Yeah, That's unfortunate, isn't it? Et <laughs> Bad timing. Particularly <laughs> when they're filming. Never mind. Sit down, have a cup of tea. Be all right. Lisa, brilliant. That's in tomorrow's show. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Brilliant. S-Club. How can we forget? Yeah, that's it. Well done, people. You've got it. Ah, oh, five. Everybody get up, sing it five, we'll help you get down now. Oh, they yeah, did yeah. the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that sorted then. Hang on, though. Yeah, yeah. They're just mentioning their name in it. They're not singing about themselves individually. They don't need like to... Like Manfred Mann did. If they, they sing individually, that's, that's the creme de la creme. Uh-huh. But then the monkeys don't sing about themselves individually. They don't say, here comes Mickey... With his little now, face. Don't, Mickey's please. not dead. Oh, is he not? Guys, this is actually genuinely offensive. What? Seriously, it's nearly four years to the day since Davey Davey. passed. Oh, Davey. Oh, Davey died. So just don't even joke about it. Don't even go there. I'm not done. Do not, not. Do not even go there. I expect this kind of disrespect from Kelly Betts, and that is out of order. Don't do your cheeky face because you're thinking of something to say, Kelly. I'm Stop. Not. Stop it. But Catherine, you know that you've crossed the line there. Well... You know you've crossed the line. I just and you said... think very carefully about the next thing that comes out of your mouth. Think very carefully. Ian, I don't think I was being impudent. I've just got an impudent face. I'd just like to say that I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, mate. Well, That's I was so sorry. I got you a mem- memorial cup. Yeah, and look, look what I'm drinking from. 
Oh, that's not it. <laughs> no, I know it's from another producer. producer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just don't even go there. Seriously, yeah. don't even go there. Yeah. It's not a thing. I didn't mean to get them mixed up. That's okay. That was an accident. It was an accident. I'm sorry. But you were egged on by Mama Boyle. So just <whistles> stop it there. Okay. Right. Now Do you think it's okay? Sorry. Does it look okay? What? This. What is your beef? You've got no right to have Since beef. Since we saw Fifty Shades, you've been trying to discipline me, and I'm not going to have it. You bite on your bottom lip. She's rolling her eyes. Rolling mine. That film would have been about five minutes if you'd have tried that with me. I would have snapped him back. Oh, wait. <laughs> you want to do what? Jog on, mate. Jog on. Get me back in your helicopter and take me home now. In fact, you can give me the helicopter. Off. Oh, eight, and thanks very much for writing it all down in the list. I'm going straight to a tribunal. Unless you give me a billion pounds, because he's a billionaire. Mm. So you can blackmail him. I wouldn't have tried to extort money. I wouldn't cheapen myself. No, no. I've got the Ev. No, no. Just take him down, psychologically. Well, that's what he wanted, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, wait, fourth. That's what, what Dealey liked about it, the, the psychological <laughs> taking down. <laughs> oh, he did. Can I give out the phone number, please? Can you? Y- yes. Can you, though? Well, it's the you? right one. Can you give out the phone number, Mr West? Can ye <laughs> give out the phone number, Mr. West? <laughs> Can ye? Can ye? He's put the phone down on me. Quick, hold him back. He didn't give me the phone number, I can't. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 towards London has queues because of an accident between Junction 5 for Stoke and Chedge and 4 Wickham for the High High Wickham Handy Cross Roundabout. On the M1 southbound, that's looking very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise is very busy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. In Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking very slow southbound between the A413 and London Road. And in Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, there are queues between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25. No reports of any problems though on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're all feeling a bit giggly today because this happened earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Dealey slipped on some ice and it sounded a little bit like this. Oh dear. Another hour of this nonsense. Man alive. I am so, so hungry, 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 hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, hungry, hungry. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines claim that bogus Islamic charities are operating in Luton. Leon Briggs Memorial could be removed and horses dying on Hertfordshire A Road. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bogus Islamic charities are raising funds in Luton to fund criminal and terrorist activities. That's the claim of Birmingham MP Khalid Mahmood, who says some of them are using aggressive tactics. Sufian Sadiq from Luton has raised money for Syria and has been there to carry out aid work. One of the things that we took the liberty 
liberty of doing in Luton was to actually follow that pound that we raised and made sure that we saw firsthand how that was being spent and actually took part in volunteering in the spending of that money out there in Syria. And that, that shouldn't be something that everyone should have to do. There should be a level of trust. And that's where the Charity Commission comes in and the work that they do needs to really step up. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed. The memorial, which is made up of flowers, mementos and pictures, has been deemed a security risk. Chief Constable Colette Paul says they will liaise with the family and will be sensitive. More from Matt Lockwood. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died in November 2013 after being detained under the Mental Health Act. In the months after his death, the memorial became a place for family and friends to gather and pay their respects. Police say a review has recommended removing the tributes as they pose a security risk. The Justice for Leon campaign group says it's an insensitive move and some kind of memorial must remain in place. Two men have been arrested and a further two people interviewed as part of an ongoing investigation into alleged child abuse at St Francis Boys Home in Shefford during the 1960s and 70s. Bedfordshire police say they've spoken to more than 80 victims so far and more potential suspects have been identified. Turkey has said that Britain should have informed it earlier about the three missing schoolgirls who flew to Istanbul and are believed to be trying to join Islamic State fighters in Syria. The search for the three teenagers who flew to Turkey a week ago is continuing. A 15-year-old boy has been charged with attacking a 78-year-old man while he was walking his dog in Wardown Park in Luton. The man was taken to hospital with serious head injuries after the incident on a Saturday afternoon in December. A Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. The animals are left to graze illegally on private land. Lynn Myland from the Hearts branch of the British Horse Society says that overbreeding has led to horses being sold for as little as £10 each. They are just literally starving to death and uh, it's, it's a, a, a crisis that is continuing um, until we get some legislation to equip people to deal with it. In sport, Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic is set to make changes for tonight's championship match at home to Rotherham. And MK Dons midfielder Deli Ali has pledged to return to help the club win promotion from League One after being ruled out for six weeks with an ankle injury. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells this morning. The chance of a shower this afternoon, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning. Memorials. Wonky eyes. Bands singing about themselves. It's a busy show. I mean, not necessarily saying it's any good, but it's busy. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call or you can send us a text eight one three double three start your text three cr now a memorial outside Luton police station for Leon Briggs who died after being taken into police custody may be removed Beds police has been advised it could pose a security risk well this has uh, angered the justice for Leon campaign group who along with other members of the community have been using it as a place to pay their respects joined now by Liberty Louise from the group morning Liberty uh, good morning what, why are they saying it's a security risk? Um, well, we haven't had a, you know, a, like a, 
a definite response as to what the actual risk they can, um, the security experts they've apparently had come in, what they've assessed and what they've concluded. However, from what I've heard, it's to do with, um, you know, the latest terrorist activity, um, which I find very puzzling since there's no racial tension or suggestions of any activity of that sort within our town. Um, so we're, we're a little bit confused as to what their reasons are at the moment. What is the Memorial Liberty? For those that haven't seen it, what, 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 what does it look like? Uh, flowers, teddies and candles, uh, pictures that um, Leon's children have put there. Uh, memorial, memorial, you know, memorial stuff from Leon's mother. And why is it so important to, to the, the, the family and to the group? Because Leon died at Luton Police Station. <laughs> that is that is the answer. The uh, you know he was he was you know dead at Luton Police Station. Now there's a memorial for a uh, police officer in Luton Town. That was put up when he died. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a problem with that. So we'd like to know what the issue is. It, it, there may be some, and, and I'm, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Yeah. There sure. may be some people that think, well, this 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 isn't really a memorial. It's it's more of a protest. <laughs> what would you say to them? Uh, flowers isn't protesting. People coming down lighting candles. We have never labelled it as a protest. We have never said we are coming down to protest. From the very beginning, our statement to the press and the community, what we put out to the community, was that it was a peaceful vigil. And that is what it has remained. There has been not one incident in the past 15 months where anybody has been arrested, where there has been any kind of public disorder, where anybody has been arrested on public order offences. It has been calm, it has been peaceful, and it hasn't had to be policed by Luton Police either. Uh, what do you think about the timing of this? Because uh, Leon's birthday yeah. would be uh, in March, it's, isn't it? It's, it's not just that. Our whole issue is that the um, IPCC report is due to be concluded shortly. Ah, OK. Now, um, we find that kind of timing. The family have just been told that basically the officers are refusing to cooperate um, uh, with the IPCC investigation. Now, we need to know, the family need to know, and the community need to know whether the officers are going to be cleared of any guilt or whether there is reasons for, you know, the CPS to take this on as uh, criminal charges. Now, until that decision has been made, we find the timing completely wrong, completely insensitive, and until officers are cleared, that memorial will not go anywhere. What do you mean by that? Because if the I get, I'm guessing that if the police want to mm. take it down, they'll they'll take it down, wouldn't they? Well, well, that's that's when there will be some kind of community backlash. I can assure you of that, and I can assure Bedfordshire Police of that. And you know, if if that's if if, if that's the message they want to give out to the community that we're not going to listen to you, this is what we're going to do. Then you know that that's up to them to deal with the aftermath of that. Um, you know, what, regardless what after, of whether what, they move it. What aftermath might there be? Well, there's going to be community tension after that. If, if, if a lot of us have to go down and protest uh, um, because of this, then that is what we will do. If they remove the memorial, people will start replacing it with things. It is absolutely disgusting to say to Leon's family, you can no longer come here and pay your respects to your family member, to your son and to your brother 
that died at Luton Police Station under suspicious circumstances. Let, let, let's not get it twisted and just say it you know, he suddenly fell ill and was taken to the hospital. That is not what happened. He was restrained and detained and died as a result at Luton Police Station. Now, I'm very sorry if this is an embarrassment to Luton Police, but so it should be. And to take that point away from the family, away from the community where we've been paying our respects for 15 months, you know, it's been fine for 15 months. It's been absolutely fine. So why now? Why just before a report is being concluded by the IPCC? I'm sorry, this further raises suspicions within the community, within Leon's family, and rightly so. Liberty, can I just read you? We got a statement from uh, the Chief Constable, Colette Paul. Yeah. She says it's regretful uh, if we've caused any upset to Leon, uh, Leon's family who've been informed about the recommendations. It is correct that the report contains a recommendation to remove the memorial and the risk is being assessed. We will be liaising with Leon Briggs's family to be as sensitive as we can about removing the security risk, but at the same time providing a safer option for a focus of vigil for the family and friends of Mr Briggs, as well as meeting the security requirements. What, what do you say to that? OK, so she's saying that the assessment hasn't been concluded. The information I received is the assessment has been concluded. Um, Leon Briggs's family do not want to speak to any police officers at the moment, and rightly so. And, OK... If there is another option, that's fine, and maybe that's something we can all look at, but not until after the report has been concluded by the IPCC. Now, that is the compromise, and I think that's the only compromise um, that, that I, you know that we can come up with at the moment. Yes, OK, we can look at another option, like maybe a plaque. Look, what we did suggest uh, last year, and it was tied up in so much red tape, it became almost impossible to put through. Um, and that's something we might look at. But please, please wait until after office has been cleared or, or whatever action needs to be taken. Uh, Liberty, can we keep in touch, of course, and let us know, um, you know yeah, if anything absolutely. develops and, and, and what you hear. Yep, absolutely. Thank, thank you for your thank, time. No, thank you for your time, Liberty Louise. From the Justice uh, for Leon group, <clears throat> 08459 555 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. I'd like to get your thoughts on that, um, please. I tell you what was interesting, because Liberty comes on quite a bit. She always um, uh, is, you know, comes on and talks about these kind of issues. That's the first time I've heard her really angry. Normally, she's very calm. She's a great speaker. She's, she's normally really measured. Well, yeah. She was measured there, but you could hear. She, you could hear she was angry. You could hear she was angry. And I can completely understand. What's weird is I can see um, both sides of this. You can completely understand why she's angry. And obviously, um, excitement sounds like a flippant word, and I don't mean it to be, but I can't think of a better word. There, there will be excitement among the Justice for Leon people because it's getting close to that report being published by the IPCC. Um, anticipation is perhaps a slightly better yeah. word. Um, so it's you know it's 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 a very tense time I would imagine for everybody involved in that. I can also see why why having something outside a police station could be viewed as a potential threat. Whether that's the intention of the people who put it there or not, other people may exploit it. This exploit, is what the police that can exploit these things and. Um, use them as divisive measures. Now, I'm sure that's not the intention of the, the memorial that's there, uh, but um, 
But then, you know, it's not my boy that died in a, in a police custody, you know. So we, we, I, I, I will never, hopefully, um, uh, that feel that uh, that uh, pain and anger that that family and, and friends are obviously feeling. And I can understand why they don't want to speak to the police yep. at this point. But also, if if they're going to have this tri- this tribute organised and approved by the police, there's going to have to be dialogue, isn't there, at some point? Ah, oh, man alive. Horrible. <sighs> It'd be interesting to see which way that goes. And, I mean, she mentioned a plaque. They're not going to have a plaque outside a police station for someone that died in police custody, are they? Really? Um, uh, thank you, Liberty. We will speak again soon. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. Hey, there's more Ev in the papers. Ev of, oh, ghostly apparitions. Well, yeah. Or someone being tricky with the camera. You decide. Uh, or a PR department jumping on a load of old nonsense. Uh, a ghost which has haunted Hampton Court Palace for nearly 200 years is apparently captured in a photo by a schoolgirl. It's not. It's just, um, well, I don't know what it is. It just looks like a lot of hair. Yeah. Too tall. Is it, it something on a stick? It looks like Kate Middleton. So, yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it does with her wookie hair. You know, she had wookie hair the other week. Yeah. Well, it looks like that, doesn't it? Holly Hampshire, 12, had no idea she'd snapped the famous grey lady while taking an iPhone well, picture of her cousin. Yeah, so why is she taking a picture of her cousin's back? And then why did she take another picture straight away afterwards? Our kids take pictures all the time. What, how can I see this picture? Um, with your eyes? Yeah, where is it? It's here in my hand. What paper? The sun. The sun. The sun is behind a, a paywall. Oh, you won't be able to see it. The sun ghost. No, it's not that one. It's, oh. not the, it's not the groping ghost. Demon ghost gropes me in my bedroom. All right, nope. Kelly, we'll, let, we'll get your story later on. <sighs> She's believed to be the ghost of Dame Sybil Penn, who nursed Elizabeth I. The I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Of course be not, because ghosts don't exist. And then you see these two girls and you think, <laughs> jog on, ladies. I've got an app on my phone that puts ghosts, that convinced Shh, Justin Dealey once. Tell Justin. Still convincing him. Oh, yeah. You can get apps that put um, photography expert Oriole Prince, male or female? Oriole is a bird, isn't it? <laughs> what? Yeah. We call them ladies nowadays, No, mate. I reckon, yeah, a woman. <laughs> photography expert Oriole Prince said she could not spot any signs the image had been tampered with, apart from the giant woman that's stuck in the middle. She added, you can pretty much manipulate anything if you're good enough, but you'd have to be an expert to get an image like this. If you type in ghosts and the sun, lots of stories come up, including a terrified mum says how she's been beaten for seven months by a thug ghost. A thug ghost, ladies and gentlemen. What a load of old guff. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, there are queues from the M25 junction 23 at South Mims towards Stirling Corner. It's reported to be a bit busier than usual there. On the A1 Great North Road, it's busy from the St Neots junction through the roadworks towards the Black Cat roundabout. And in Lower Harpenden, and East, Lower Harpenden Road in East Hyde, that's now reopened after the accident at Chilton Green Road. It's also starting to ease off southbound on Luton Road, which is being used as a diversion. On the M1 southbound, that's looking very slow from junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards junction 9 for Redbourne 
but the M40 towards London's reopened and starting to ease off between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabouts. No reports of any delays at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Even the celebrities are getting involved without name a uh, band song by a band that sings about the band. Who um, did that? Do you know that fella that's always ripping off tenants and um, fixing cars but not doing the brakes properly? Mark. Matt Allwright. Oh. He sent me loads. Wham rap. Yes. And my name is Prince. And, and I am funky. funky. Yeah. 8.16, it's uh, Tuesday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, could be removed after being deemed a security risk. An MP has claimed that bogus Islamic charities are fund, uh, raising funds in Luton to finance criminal and terrorist activities. And a Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 in the county. These three counties radio. Well, yes, little, I'm fine, uh, thank you. A little shoulder shimmy. Just doing a, an air grab for you. Sorry? An air grab. What's that? It's, uh, well, anyone that's been trained to be uh, in a boy band would know this. It's the, um... Oh, the... Grabbing the air... And pulling it towards to show you. show passion. Yeah. Well, have you yeah. trained to be in a boy band, then? Oh, well, I, I was nearly in Take That, but uh, <laughs> well, I don't talk about it. So you auditioned for Take That, but you didn't get down well, to I the didn't, last... I didn't audition. Oh, you just... Watched the video of theirs once and thought I could do that. Well, no, I can't go into the details. It's uh, it's legally complex, but uh, I could have been a take that. You used to stalk Jason Orange. <laughs> is, that, is that what you mean? <laughs> no, I can't talk about it on air. But wow. Uh, wow. I could have been another member. In fact, they could do with me now. Yeah, well, no, there's only three of there's them. There's only three. It's not really a band, is it? What they it's need just... is, a, is a posh old man to step in at the last minute. And... Um, and let's face it, the other two can't really sing. No. So all you hear now is Gary Barlow with a little bit of backing from the other two. Yeah, they uh, use like those karaoke tapes, don't they? Yes. That's what they do. Exactly. Days. I used to like Babe. What? Babe, I'm back again. Don't you remember me? I love you so, so much. Why are you lisping? Because he, he lisps, doesn't he, Mark Owen? Mark Owen. Is that Mark Owen? <laughs> yes, he does. does. Doesn't oh. Howard as well? Oh, yeah, he In does fact, as when well. You think about it. There are a band made up largely of lispers. Oh, well, that's great. They're yeah, really... no, it's nice. Because we used to... I don't, probably don't remember in the 90s, but lispers used to be... It was, it was illegal. And nowadays, thanks to the hard work done by Take That, they're, they're, allowed, to, they're allowed to vote and get that's married a, and I everything. D- I don't remember lisping yeah. being illegal, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, in the 90s it was. Horrible times. Really? Oh. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you might quite like this one today. Well, do men have a duty to financially support their ex-wives? What? The ex-wife of a millionaire racehorse surgeon has been not. told by has been told by a judge yes. to get a job as she had no right to be supported for life at his expense. Ian Wright had been ordered to pay £75,000 maintenance and school fees each year when his marriage to Tracy Wright ended in 2008. However, 59-year-old Mr Wright went to the High Court and won a case to cut the financial support he has to pay to his ex-wife. Ouch. At the appeal court, the judge upheld the decision, saying divorcees with children over seven should get a job and go to work. 
Well, from nine this morning, I'd like to debate this. I'd like to hear your views and your experiences as well. Do men have a duty to financially support their ex-wives? 08459 555555. Yes, but the question I'm... Permit me. Okay. It's slightly wrong. Okay. It should be... <laughs> We've only spent the last 25 minutes I know. working on it. Go on. It's slightly wrong because it, it, it should be the, um, the, 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 the most financially solvent of, of the, the couple that should support the other person. For example, if the woman is a high-flying lawyer and earns lots of money and the gentleman has stayed at home to look after the kids and be the house husband, then she should look after him. I, I absolutely accept your your criticism of the question. <laughs> How, however, uh, it's, it's quite difficult to make that snappy. No. Well, what, how do we change it then? We'll you, do it now. You, tra- you change it now. Should the person <laughs> who earns the most money, be it female or male... Already this is quite long. ...after the marriage has ended... Yeah. ...have to financially support the other person who may have been a house husband or a housewife? Call me now. I wouldn't uh, the even JVS get, show. I wouldn't even get that in Twitter. Flipping. 140 characters. Yes. Well, look, we'll uh, we'll revisit our question from nine this morning. What is it? Uh, for the time being, I'm going to no, stick with this. No. Do men have a duty or to women. financially support their ex-wives or husbands? Or husbands? Supposing it's a gay couple. If the or you've oh not considered God. this in the slightest, Jonathan. But go upstairs, up to the team. Go oh. on, work. The, the premise is good. It's just you're not inclusive, mate. Oh um, eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'd like to hear from you at nine. Three Counties Sport. Tonight, we're with Watford in Three Counties Sport. Watford are ahead! Great cross from Panil and a great header from Oriane Carlo! Slavisa Jakanovic's side are at home to struggling Rotherham, hoping to keep their automatic promotion push going. It's the crowning glory on the night, the perfect end to the perfect night for the Hornets. You can hear the whole game live in Three Counties Sport. Tonight, from seven, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, dearie, dearie me. Have we got any texts, Catherine? We've, you've, you've not really pulled your weight this morning. What are you talking about? Sorry? What do you mean? Well, you've not really done much. Are you calling me fat? <laughs> no. I've done loads. It's just I'm like a swan. Mm. What? Um, really white. And uh, Lily says something completely inappropriate. And dangerous, yeah. and I will break your arm. Okay, thank you very much. Well, do you want to do, um, uh, do Texas now, or should we crack on? I could do Texas now if you want. Uh, let's crack on. Oh. Uh, fly grazing. What on earth is that? Well, it's uh, where horses are kind of dumped in fields and left to get on with it. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, last autumn, we told you that regular users of the A414 in Hertfordshire were noticing more and more horses left to wander on the roadside. Actually, 40 dead and injured animals had to be removed, having been hit by vehicles. Well, six months on, and the British Horse Society saying things, uh, saying that things have not improved. Detective Duncan Greaves is from Hertfordshire Police. Morning, Duncan. Good morning. Okay. How, uh, yeah. Okay. How big a problem is this? Um, well. I mean, statistics don't tell the whole story, but since uh, April last year, we've dealt with about 200, uh, just over 200 incidents of horses that have strayed onto the highway. Sometimes they've been illegally grazed, sometimes they've been dumped, um, and the second-hand price of uh, horses now is is just about zero. So um, the British Horse Society are quite right um, that the, the issue countrywide is a problem. 
Uh, and so what, what happens? You get a phone call from a landowner saying, we've had five ponies dumped in my field. Is, is that how it works? Well, well yeah, it's... There's sort of it splits, really. Um, the landowners are sometimes left in a difficult position because if it's on a private field or a private estate, the police's hands are somewhat tied. But, of course, the animals, by the very nature of uh, if they're not secure, they wander out onto the highway. So if there's a chance, if they're insecure or they can get onto the highway, then um, which the public may be surprised about, it's the police that end up usually dealing with the instance. Um, and as you've quite rightly highlighted, on the A414 is a key area um, and you only have to drive down that stretch and you'll see lots of broken fences with police tape on where animals have mm. indeed got out and wandered onto the highway. In some, t- some cases there have been some road traffic collisions. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I suppose these horses, as we've heard, don't, uh, they're not microchipped, so it, it would be almost impossible, I'd imagine, to, to trace the owners. An awful lot of them aren't microchipped. They're not passported. Um, we've been working with the British Horse Society, which have been incredibly supportive, RSPCA, well, World Horse Welfare, and trying to get all of these key um, sort of partners involved and, and the Community Safety Partnership for St Albans and all of them. Um, to try and focus um, all our efforts to try and increase education. We've got a rural operational support team, our Ross team, which work very, and we've got an equine officer, um, and they go around trying to create and um, promote education within horse owners, all, all aspects of the community, um, because per head of sort of population, we've got a very high um, horse horse head in, in this county. Are, are you speaking to travellers? Because we've been, we've been told that they seem to be the, the, the main culprits in this. Um, gypsy and traveller communities, yes, they do, they do own horses. We've had horses from all um, elements of the community that get out. It does make the, the repatriation of the horses a lot more frustrating if you can't, if they're not passported and they're not microchipped. Um, now, there is a bill going through Parliament, Julian Sturdy, who's the MP for Outer York, um, supported by the likes of uh, MP for St Albans and Maine, have been doing some great work in trying to change the law so when animals are dumped uh, or illegally grazed, um, they can be removed a lot quicker. And in our case, we have to, um, you know, send police officers, we have a third-party contractor, um, and we, we remove the horses, we store them for a period, and if they're not claimed, then we're very fortunate. We've managed to rehome, um, in the last four years, we've rehomed over about 140 horses. Um, and, of course, it, it costs the police and the taxpayer every time that happens, but, of course, public safety is paramount. Duncan, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's Detective Duncan Greaves from Hertfordshire Police. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, we've got a new listener. Morning, Connor. Connor's listening. Connor's an old listener. No, this is a new... No, it turns out there are more than one person called... There is more than one person called Connor. This is other Connor, then. This is this is Connor. I'm sorry, Connor, you're, you're other Connor. But, yes, this is other new Connor. Connor. He's listening... Other Connor, I think. Oh. He's uh, listening with his dad in the car... So it's forced on him. He'd rather, of course, put his cassette in with um, stuff he's taped off for the radio, off the charts. Of course he would. Or his Backstreet Boys. Or his um, um, Extreme Porno Graffiti 1 and 2. I bought that. My mum was not impressed by the title at all. Saying I love you. Oh, that's Radio 4. Hang on. It's open to the public. Dance tomorrow. Carol Jacoby and uh, Michael Pritchard as well. Thanks. And if you can't wait to see that or can't get to see it... Good old Twitter. Oh, for goodness sake. That's Radio 4, guys. When, of course, I was trying to do was um, 
Saying I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you to tell you how I feel. I can do it on the guitar. Wow. But you've got a lot of girls like that. I, d- I got no girls. I genuinely thought, this is the thing, right? Songs you learn to impress girls. I genuinely thought by learning how to play that on the guitar... Because <laughs> I, ki- I saw a guy playing at a party and he had loads of females around him. Loads. And I thought... Easy. It's all. Just, I think it's like G down to an E minor. If I remember correctly, it's a long time. It was Thirty years ago, uh, and I thought I'll play that. Someone sent me that. Someone sent me that on a mixtape once. Yeah. With a yin yang necklace. Turns attached. out it's not the. <laughs> it's not the song that got Can the I girls. It's the fact that that guy was hip and cool. Because I got no girls playing at a party. I would have been impressed. Thank you, mate. You'd also have been about five. And do you Good know party. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jelly, ice cream, <laughs> bumps. Uh, songs that you learnt to impress the opposite S-E-X. Thank you, Connor. You inspired that. You inspired that. So if we don't get any calls, um, you owe me £5. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne, and it's also looking very busy from Junction 15 for Northampton to 14 for Milton Keynes as well. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40, and there's also queues between the Swakeley's roundabout to Uxbridge and the Hangar Lane gyratory on the A40 Western Avenue into London. On the Gore Hill southbound in Amersham, it's looking very slow between the A413 and the A40 London Road, and in Sydney it's on the A1 southbound. It's very slow from the Black Cat roundabout towards the St. Neots Junction in both directions there. It's looking very busy. No reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Campaigners are warning of a backlash if a memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, is removed. The memorial has been deemed a security risk. Two men have been arrested and a further two people interviewed as part of an ongoing investigation into alleged child abuse at St Francis Boys' Home in Shefford during the 1960s and 70s. And a Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A1, A414 in the county due to neglect or being struck by vehicles. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic is set to make changes for tonight's championship match at home to Rotherham. The Hornets lost to promotion rivals Norwich on Saturday. Jokanovic says it's a key stage of the season. It's true. Now it's in this period where you don't have many second chances. We have uh, uh, still it's, uh, so many games in front of us. It's not finish of the of the championship are going to happen many things. It's true now, it's uh, points, it's important and now we have new chance for us after the last one game like we lost uh, against Norwich. 
And you can hear full commentary on Watford versus Rotherham on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley has pledged to return to help the club win promotion from League One after being ruled out for six weeks with an ankle injury. On loan Alley, who's being treated at new club Tottenham, has posted a message on Twitter to thank supporters for their best wishes. The Champions League continues tonight with Manchester City at home to Barcelona in the first leg of their last 16 tie. And FIFA is being recommended to schedule the 2022 World Cup in Qatar in November and December. Richard Conway in Doha says that won't go down well in Europe. I think that's going to cause a lot of anger because Europe thinks to themselves, why is this? Why can't we hold this in May when temperatures are a little lower and when there's less disruption to the leagues, when there's less disruption to our fixture lists? And why is it, they ask, are we having to pay the cost and the price for a problem that they feel is entirely of FIFA's own making in awarding Qatar the World Cup at a time when they subsequently can't play it? West Indies opener Chris Gale has become the first player in Cricket World Cup history to score a double hundred. Gale was out for 215 as the Windies totaled 372 for two from their 50 overs against Zimbabwe. Gale hit 16 sixes and 10 fours. You're going to take the bull by its horn and, you know, try and play some shots and try and put the pressure back on them. And, you know, I didn't want to actually, you know, dig myself into a shell as well, you know, just, just try and be aggressive out there. That's how I actually, you know, play this innings and I'm really happy in the end there, but I was on the last ball. <laughs> BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, yeah, yeah, pretty mama, gonna make love to you. Uh, so, we are talking about... Um, I don't even remember what we're talking about, Kels. What are you, what are you laughing for? You. Why? Because you're funny. Hey, listen, the, 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 can we just have a moment's silence? Because today something tragic happened to uh, one of our key uh, team members. Justin Dilley was reporting and he slipped on some ice. And this is what happened. Uh, so, uh, and we've not heard from him since. We've not heard from... Don't cry, Kelly. It'll be all right. He's a tough nut. sad about it. We all do that noise and it draws attention. Yeah. Uh, here we go. So, uh, and this is, and then, but then also he fell down a hole. And and so um, off he goes. And off he goes. And then also to make things even worse, do you know what happened? He fell down into Radio Four. A key measure of the peace deal. <laughs> but they went on smoothly as if nothing had happened. Yeah. Well, I tell you what was worse though was um, when he uh, he fell down into Radio Five Live. Yeah, because it's... Is it pause for thought? Yeah. Oi! Fell into the future. <laughs> and the robots are taken over. <laughs> oh, you've got to laugh. He's such a plum, Justin Dooley, isn't he's he? A right I mean, what? He's, so, hey? Oh. Says the two people who get no satisfaction whatsoever from a film full of pleasure. Need <laughs> I say well, any you're wrong more, there. guys? Say the three people. Yeah, listen. Who's the third person? Kelly Betts. Mm, I don't think she's quite with you on this one, guys. I think that she has turned the corner. Now she's thought about it. Now she's thought about the psychology. What? She's with me. Oh, look, Kelly pretending she's on the telephone. Yeah. Hang on a second. Can we just listen to Justin Dealey falling into Radio 4 again, please? Absolutely. We can uh, make a significant dent on that. Sounds nasty, Justin. <laughs> it was. It was a horrific fall. A horrific, horrific, horrific hey, boss, fall. I'm going to rock your world right now. Mm. Yeah? You ready yes, for please, this? Yes, please, mate. Go on, yeah. OK. Talking about bands who sing about themselves. Yes. Okay? 
classic 1980s tune, Living in a Box by Living in a Box. Is it about living in a box, though? Uh, yes, in a cardboard box. Yeah, but it's not about it's not about the band, mate. You've completely misunderstood this. No, I haven't at all. You've completely misunderstood it. All right, then what about Snoop Dogg? Snoop no, 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 no. Dog. Living in a box. Yeah. Let's get the lyrics right. Okay. And by the way, um, if you play that clip of you falling backwards, it does say Paul is dead. Uh, right. Let's. So, living in a box. Mm-hmm. Lyrics. Hang on. A Why do you think they recorded that song? Yeah, but it's not. So it doesn't to get say that band name out there. No, but it doesn't say Tony's on guitar <laughs> and Steve is being a star. It doesn't do that. All right, madness. We call it madness. Yeah, well, that, you've got you. it. Okay. Well done. Congratulations. What? Bad company. Bad company. Well, what, what, what's it about? Bad company. Well, what does it say? They're talking about bad company, and they are bad company. Uh, hang on a minute. Um, but okay, but what does the song? Does it mention them? Well, they're talking about themselves. Mate, you've not I've got, got I've it. I've nailed it for you. You've living got... in a box, living in a box, what more do you want from me? I want them to mention the actual... Right, listen to this, OK? This yeah, is the Manfred Mann song, right? It's really, really simple. It's bad. Here we go. He's singing about the Manfreds, right? Yep, yep. Oh, so they're a band. Oh, like Manfred Mann. Yep. Started playing on a rainy day. People came from miles around. Right. They didn't come for the rhythm. They're singing about the band. It gets even more accurate when they start singing about the actual band members. Okay. The drummer, the, the fella's called Mike Hug, by the way. Yeah. Here we go. So listen, now this is what we're after. Here living, we go. Living in a box. No! Mike Hug plays the drums. Mike Hugs on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> His name, he's singing about the band. Yeah, it's but not... you're not going to get many of those songs. No, exactly, but it, there's plenty. On. In my ear, I'm just being told that living in a box, they all met each other whilst they were homeless. Oh. Quick, pick up some of those straws you just dropped while you were <laughs> clutching at them. What's the best you've got then so far this Well, we've got this. Oh, what, got a song? No, got loads, mate. What, Hey, hey with the Monkeys? Yes. Great song, yeah. Nice yeah. one, guys. Oh. Oh, no. Don't start monkey no, pony shit, mate. Right, listen, so we've got Manfred Man, we've got Hey, Hey, with yep. the Monkeys, we've got mm -hmm. My Name is Prince. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Madness. Yeah, we've got Madness. Mm-hmm. We've got um, uh, Stray Cat Strut. Oh. Yeah, what about Talk Talk? No, it just mentions the name. It doesn't talk about the name. S Club 7. Mm-hmm. They sing club. about S Club 7. S Club well, Party, it's called. Ah, well, exactly. They're talking about themselves. They're singing about themselves. Yeah, but they that's actually the, sing about themselves. That's the point of it. Well, not every single song is going to mention them by name, are they? No, they're but that's about the about point. But if they're singing about themselves, that counts. No, but they're Seriously, not in mate. living you, in a box, change, mate. You've got to change the rules, mate. No, the rules are very specific. Anyway, this isn't what Justin's on for. Well, he's on for... A, he's going to... He's going to do something serious, so you better take the tone down a bit. Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Sorry. Hang on, is he going to do something serious? Yeah, yep. something yeah. quite serious. Right, then, serious. Then, then, hang on a minute, let me, uh, let me reset the tone. Hang on one second. Oh, oh no, hang on, hang on. Oh, blimey, hang on. Oh, the man for just... Right, and serious tone adopted now. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
you got for us, Jess? Um, well, something you were talking about earlier on, uh, a Birmingham MP says that bogus Islamic charities, they're raising uh, funds yes. in Luton, yep. um, appealing to the Muslim community. And you heard from a guest earlier on saying that every now and again, somebody w- will start pressing the button at a traffic light, so it slows the traffic down. Uh, next thing you know, you've got people going along the lines with buckets, trying to get money out of people. I have never, ever seen that before. But talking to people in Luton this morning, talking to the Muslim community, um, they are totally backing up what this MP is saying. Just take a quick listen to this. Now, so you're very aware about some of these charities. Tell us what happened to you, because what we heard earlier about people stopping others at traffic lights. What happened? You'd be driving, you get caught up in a traffic light, they'll come up to you, shaking a bucket. They won't really say nothing about what they're supporting or anything, but the way that they're dressed, they'll give you the impression that they're really religious, that they're doing it for a good cause, but ultimately you don't know where that money could be going. So if somebody stops you at a traffic light then, with a bucket, you wouldn't give to that charity? I'd say be wary, yeah. 100% be wary. And I'm hearing this morning that that Muslims, it's their responsibility to give 2.5% of their wages to charity every single year. Is that true? It is true, yeah. But I mean, the choice is completely yours. If you want to go and give to the NSPCC or you want to go give to the British Red Cross, it's up to you. And that's what they play on, isn't it? To, to try and make you feel guilty. Yeah, they would. They would. If, if somebody was going to do it, they, I'd, I'd say they would use that, yeah. And just lastly, a, a word on this report that says that that some of these funds could be funding criminal activities and terror activities. As somebody who lives in Luton, does it surprise you? Yeah, I'd say yeah, it does surprise me, yeah, because I mean, it's such a, it's such a close-knit community, but at the same time, you don't know what could be un- going on like, underneath the surface. So you just got to keep your wits about you, to be honest. I'm not exactly harassed. I've been stopped um, to ask if I'm a Muslim or just because I'm Asian or just ask for money generally, yeah. But I haven't been harassed, I've just been ignoring it. So what's actually happened then? People approaching you on the streets, do they tell you about the charity at all? No, they're just straight up. They're just asking for the money straight up. They don't really, I don't know, whenever I've been stopped, I haven't been given an insight on what the charity is. They've not told you at all? No. Here's my very basic rule when I'm Mm. in my car and someone approaches my car. Yep. The doors get locked, the windows stay up, and if they've got a sponge, the windscreen windscreen wipers go on. I totally agree, but you see, as we mentioned that piece there, it's it's a Muslim's responsibility to give 2.5% of their their wages every year to charity, and these people are approaching them. How many um, actually do that, really? Yeah, but, you know, it's it, that's what they're playing on. They're going up to people, and the way they're dressed, they look totally legitimate. They're giving them no reason at all, saying, come on, give to charity. They're making these people feel guilty, and this money, of course, could be funding criminal activities in the town. Well, well. Very, very naughty. Justin, mm. thank you very much. Living in a box, great tune. It no. doesn't count, mate. We want, we want songs about bands, Justin. Yeah. Not eponymous songs. Uh, Go and look it up. Yeah. Thank you. Now, Tasha keeps ringing, and then we put her on, and she keeps falling off the line. Ta- is it Tasha? Yeah, and she's having a really bad week. Oh, is it? Tasha, no. Tasha oh. with the little boys, the singers. Oh, that Tasha. Oh, what's, what's her beef? She's having an awful week. There's hey. one thing after another is happening. Really bad luck. And yeah. she wanted us to play The Littlest Hobo. Oh, mate, we've played it and already. Said, bad luck yeah. continues already played it, but yeah. maybe there's something else we could play that would have the same effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, mate, I mean, how bad is the week? Bad. Really bad? Um, it's involving hospitals. Oi! But, we, I mean, still, I... Tasha, I'm sorry you're having a bad week. I'm not Ken Bruce, mate. I'm not doing shout-outs, big-ups and requests. 
So, I mean... I think you're being cold. I'm being... No, I'm not being cold. I'm being fair. No. I'm being fair. But she did bring her children in to entertain you. Yeah, and we exploited them to the maximum. And they brought biscuits. What about the boa constrictor song? Do you want to play that? They love that one. They I love don't know that. what is the hospital incident. Has someone actually been swallowed by a boa constrictor? No, if they have, no. that would be completely inappropriate. It was a non-snake related incident. I just, I mean, does, hang on a minute. How about, how about this? Is that not good enough no. for you guys? No. Really? I think. How about some Radio 4? Doesn't commit anybody. No. You then, in a sense, get a menu. God, I isn't think having heard the people listen to that rubbish. Having heard Tasha's reasons, we need to definitely crack out our best cheer up song. Um, Blocker boots, isn't it? How about this? Hey, Justin Dilly, let me tell, tell you something. something. Hey, hey, Justin Dilly, your career is ending. That's a slightly sour note to end on. <laughs> yeah, but after today, it's actually it's, it's a prediction. Carl Malcolm there, through a haze of smoke, made an accurate prediction. His uh, Dilly, his career is ending. Don't come on my show and diss the monkeys. I will withstand any abuse. You say what you want about my family. Don't diss the monkeys. Not, not when we're coming up to the anniversary of Davey. Who dissed the monkeys? Uh, you two and Dealey. I didn't I, diss I, the monkeys. Mate! No. Don't go there. You misunderstood. You don't go there. I will consider Tasha's request. Considered dismissed. Oh, no, come It's on. considered dismissed. You are cold. Considered dismissed. What can, what can we sing her, Kath? Yeah, why don't you sing a song, Kath? Hey, tell you what, Kath, you, you, you love Tasha so much, you're not going to marry her because she's got kids and you don't want the responsibility of taking them on. How do you so, know that? Because I just can I tell. I like her kids. Yeah, I know. We get on well. I like two of her kids. I'm not saying which ones. Why don't you sing her a song? Because I'm trying to make over, her feel Over better. to you. Over to you, yeah. Mama Kath. What about no. Hey, We're Wow? Yeah, go on, sing Hey, We're Wow. No, Wow is not appropriate for sing this. Sing Hey, We're Wow, you oh. want to cheer her up? She's, it's involved a hospital. It's involved sing, a hospital. Um, wow is not appropriate. Can you cheer her up? It's Tasha time. La, 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 la. Don't get involved, Kelly. Oh. This is on... This I think you're being flipping about something that's quite serious. This is so on Catherine's uh, I'm shoulders. Gonna I'm going to join in because she's being flippant. No, you, you brought this I up. I you're very rude about her. You brought this up. you're being very rude about it and I think you're being churlish. Uh, yeah, I think you're being a, a blooming idiot. Sing wow now. All other microphones are off. Sing wow. Not singing it. Might just send an email. Dear boss, it is happening again and it's worse since. Dear boss, Catherine came on the show today and tried to shame me into uh, playing a song for a listener. Something to do at the hospital, I weren't really paying attention to her. Busy presenting and making sure we weren't racist. However, as you know, I'm not Ken Bruce and I don't do requests or shout outs. I then suggested that Catherine sing um, the Wow song. Remember that rubbish song she did with her silly mates and we made we were all laughing about her in the office afterwards. And we sold her on air, we thought it was really good. She refused to. Anyway, turns out Tasha's had a really bad week. Involves hospitals and everything. Don't know, might be a member of the family, could be her, got no idea. Thought Catherine was a bit of a selfish so and so. Just thought you should know. Add that to the list. Let me know when we reach 200. Thanks. Bye. So, boss, if you wouldn't mind, please sorting this one out. Dear boss. Dear Thank boss. Uh, here's travel. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1. 
one northbound. There's reports of an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes because of an uh, because of an accident that's causing some slight queues. The A1M southbound is looking very slow from Junction 8 for Hitchin towards Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the A1 southbound, it's looking much busier than usual between the Holiday Inn and the Mill Hill Circus. And on the A40 Abbey Way flyover in High Wycombe, that's looking very heavy in both directions past the University College at the bottom of Marlow Hill. There's no reports of any problems on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.47, Tuesday the 24th of February. I'm going to go to Prisoner's Wives after this and eat a cooked breakfast. But before that, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners are warning of a backlash if a memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs, who died in police custody, is removed. Two men have been arrested as part of an ongoing investigation into alleged child abuse at St Francis Boys' Home in Shefford during the 60s and 70s. And a Hertfordshire animal charity says horses are dying needlessly on or near the A414 in the county. Here's Kate with the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Reasonably bright out there this morning. We have some blue sky and sunshine and it's reasonably mild. We had quite a gusty night though. Lots of wind around but that's slowly starting to ease and we'll continue through the afternoon as well. Should see some sunshine really for much of the afternoon and the maximum temperature of 8, maybe 9 Celsius will feel quite pleasant by the end of the day. Now overnight it's going to be fairly chilly to start with but the cloud introduced from the west will soon warm things up a little. Becoming milder as we head through to dawn as uh, we get a rather cloudy and the wet weather arrives as well. The minimum temperature at that point staying above zero, four or five Celsius in towns and cities. So a mild but wet start to Wednesday. We will see this rain disappear fairly quickly for tomorrow morning but then we're going to get uh, more cloud. Should be dry through much of the afternoon. Maximum temperature staying mild at 10 Celsius and that's your forecast. Well okay, so if it's Paul Scoynes' birthday and Tash, no, and Tasha's having a right old whinge up. Week. I mean, well, I mean, it's not. Come on, come on. You then come why on. don't we sing "Happy Birthday" to Paul, and that can be her song. It's a, ha- it's the happiest song known to mankind, and she can tag along if she wants. She can have a piece of Paul Scorn's pie. He probably will be having a pie for birthday. Imagine birth in America. They get they have pies instead of cakes, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah. You know why? Because pies are wonderful. They're sponging up too much. My sister used to buy a cake in America, put it in the cupboard, just in the cupboard, right? It would last for ages. Do you get um, the, the cheesecake? What do they call it? Cheesecake Palace. Cheesecake. We went to the Cheesecake Factory. They, cheesecake yeah. Factory. They have them over here. If not, they should. It's like 152 different types of cheesecake. cheesecake. Flip it. Oh, the day we went, I didn't fancy it. What? Cheesecake. How can you, and the thing is, it's American cheesecake. It's not the silly English cheesecake with the digestive, but it's proper thick, mm. fattening cheesecake. Mm-hmm. It's made out of cheese, you know. Yeah, I know, I and that blew my mind. Because mm. I made a cheesecake once. It's actually made out of cheese. When my mum and dad first got married, uh, she thought she'd be exotic. And uh, he said to her, what's for tea tonight? She said, cheesecake and chips. <laughs> some sort of quiche. Oh, flipping it. <laughs> that would still work, though. I'd still have a go, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a dream about Paul Scoynes. What? I had a dream about Paul Scoynes. I wasn't asking that, but I'm glad you interrupted. Yes. Oh, no, other people's dreams are boring. Yeah, this one is really boring. I'll tell you what, we'll do this. A, it's about Paul Scoynes, and B, he was scared of car parks. This is for Tasha. I'm being eaten by a boring contractor. A 
I'm being eaten by a lower constrictor. I'm being eaten by a lower constrictor. And it goes like this. Oh no, oh no, swallow my toe, swallow my toe. Oh gee, oh gee, swallow my knee, swallow my knee. Oh heck, oh heck, it's up to my neck, it's up to my neck. Oh dread, oh dread, it's one of my... So, um, we've uh, terrified uh, Penny Temple on Facebook. Why? We've been talking about wonky eyes and we've been having a little bit of fun and um, you've scared the life out of her. Why? Hello, Ian Lee. On the subject of lazy eye, I have one and I see double vision without my prism contact lens. Strangely enough, I have eye clinic appointments with the ophthalmist eye consultant today to decide on an eye operation. Uncanny. I was slightly put, put off by your popping the eye out statement, and as you can understand, I'm nervous about sharp... Don't laugh! I'm nervous about sharp surgical instruments getting near my delicate eyeball, so I'm going to cancel. No, don't cancel. I made that last bit up. What I said about but... the spoon, it's, it's more intricate than that. They don't pop it out with a spoon. I've tried to save your face by putting, oops, listen to your doctor. <laughs> Not a mad, rambling northern woman. Unless that's your doctor, you know, no, no discrimination there against uh, doctors of any um, uh, background. I think you'll find I describe the procedure quite well. Yeah, and you've terrified a young they, lady. They whip it out, turn no, it up, pop it back oh, in. Pe no, Penny, ignore her. <laughs> Did you just let one out? No. Did you uh, cut Try the cheese? Who cut the cheese? Kelly. Don't look at Kelly. Why well, don't look at me? Don't, no Penny, power. Penny, listen. Penny, don't. Do. Go, go, no. Penny, do. we're not allowed to, no, we can't even say that. It's like me saying vote one party. Do go no. and get a proper... Do go and speak to your doctor. I've not got a medical listen, qualification shush. Yet. Listen to the suggestions of your doctor and your family and those around you as to whether you should get this terrifying, um, potentially painful treatment done or whether you should carry on having a wonky eye. It's up to you. Right, but... Not, uh, no buts! If they start talking, you know, like whipping it out, you should probably think twice. No, you can't even say that. Honestly, don't, because we've been in the Daily Mail this week. I don't want to be in it again. You honestly can't say... When it comes to medical advice, we're not allowed to even jokingly hint at it. So your microphones are off. Yours in particular, Kelly. No, because you'll do it. We'll get in trouble. And it's, rightfully, it was you that got in trouble last time over the, the whole um, Blue Mink thing, because you should have checked the lyrics. Okay. Penny, I'd just like to apologise for any distress caused... You should probably see a doctor. Thank you very much indeed. There's loads of good songs with Penny in it. Excellent. There's a oh, there was a um, there's a, a fella, a young lad, right? And he he fell. My, one of my fears. This is why I don't go skiing. I, I've been skiing. I'm falling. Yeah, I'd be scared. I went of, through the netting. I had to be helped up. I'd be scared yeah. of breaking my leg, right? Because mm. I would snap like a twig. Yeah. But also for a British schoolboy, how far did you fall? Well, quite far. How far? Or just down the slidey bit. A British schoolboy survived a 1,640-foot fall from a mountain... OK, he wins. ..after losing his footing whilst taking a selfie. In many ways, deserved. The 14-year-old tumbled off the 10,500 peak in the Alps and slid down an icy slope for nearly a third of a mile before landing on a ledge. What a ledge! Had he just had he fallen just a few feet either side, he would have hurtled onto deadly rocks. Okay. Did his ski fall off? Because my ski fell off. Frank had to retrieve it. 
The unnamed teenager from Leeds was with five friends and a ski instructor at the top of Mount Sharrick when he slipped. The ski instructor raced down the mountain to reach him. The boy was in shock, but otherwise unharmed. The, he, the thing is, you would have hoped that if he was taking a selfie, he would have had the thought to switch it to video mode and record it. Oh, no. 200 quid, you've been framed. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Morning, Julian. Morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What you got for us, boss? Um, it's about uh, a squint eye or a wonky eye. Yes. Um, yeah, have, have it sorted out. My auntie had it done back in the 50s on her way home from school. She was she cycled left school, cycled uh, out in Holland, obviously, so they're cycling everywhere, cycled to the hospital. Yeah. Out came the spoon, popped the eye out. No. Top, yeah, top, tie the, uh, the, um, the <laughs> muscles around it. Popped it back in and went home. Exactly my but, description, Julian. So I don't know why he's got to be. So it's not like Ian says on Twitter. Uh, he says they use a plunger and it pops right out. It's not that, is it? <laughs> no. uh, they might put a plunger on the other eye and then it pops out the other one when they push it down. Oh, flipping it! <laughs> do they really? They don't. They don't really use a spoon and scoop it out, do they? Uh, they did back then, apparently. This is a story that my mother tells me, so she's got, you know, 13 sisters or brothers and sisters. So, yeah. um, and this was certainly something that happened to her sister. I'm, I'm just putting into YouTube, scoop an eye out. Uh, and see what... Uh, Julian, listen, thank you very much for that. I'm sure that uh, that's putting the young lady's mind completely at ease. Penny, feeling better? But your eye will be perfect. Who cares? Uh, how did they get it out? As long as they sort it out. Eye correction surgery. Let's see. I want to. Will there be mention of a spoon? Uh, oh, 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 oh! It's laser eye surgery. I don't want that. I want to see something pop out. Uh, Kiri. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Kiri. What have you got for us? Um, I just wanted to let you know that I was just reading this morning that um, Jamie um, Dornan, who obviously was in Fifty Shades of Grey. He's confirmed that he's not going to be in the sequel because his wife doesn't want him to be. Oh, his his wife doesn't want him to be or his career and his agent don't want him to be because it's a stinky film, isn't it? I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Kerry, can I ask how old you are? I'm 40. Okay, good. So you did have a 14-year-old voice, and I, th- I would have had to have aborted that conversation. <laughs> and asked to speak to your mother. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've got a very young voice. Oh, hopefully Does... I look it as well. Um, well, uh, uh, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yes. Fingers I just, crossed. I just want to say that I read the books, yeah. and so when I went to see the film, if you want to go and see, like, porn, then you don't go and see that in the cinema. It was more learning about the characters... And I think that it portrayed the characters very well, and I really enjoyed it. And so I I thought it was good, but I was quite interested, as I said, just to read that she said it was too risque for her. So, yes, yeah, so he's not allowed to be in the next film. Wow. Well, it, uh, um, well would it? Because it, it's obviously it's set up as a sequel, you know, with the, with the ending. I won't ruin it, but it's a rubbish ending where they're setting up the second movie. So th- would you be able to go and watch? I'm not even convinced that the second film will ever get made. Well, they're all falling out with each other, aren't they? Yeah, apparently the um, woman that wrote it isn't happy with the guy that produced it. Apparently they didn't have a good connection, the two main characters. He said she gave him nothing to work with. Oh, she tried. Saw it. But (laughs) next time you go and see a film, I'd like to come, please. Any film, because I think you all had such a good time. I think you should have a film club for your viewers. Oh, blimey. Oh, Kiri. How does that sound? It sounds creepy. Thank you so much. <laughs> Kelly's got the phone in for tomorrow. Kelly, what are we doing? Things your wife won't allow. Ladies and gentlemen, things your wife won't allow and bands that mention themselves. Kerry, excellent call. Maybe we'll do that one day. Thank you very much indeed. Every weekday. Oh, no, from... hang on a second. Music. Hey!
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes, which is causing some queues. The A1M southbound's very slow from Junction 8 for Hitchin to 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, you can see on the speed sensors that there are queues from Junction 19 for Watford towards 15 for the M4. In High Wycombe on the A40 Abbey Way flyover, it's looking very busy in both directions at the bottom of Marlow Hill. And in Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking very slow southbound from the A413 towards London Road. Looking at the train departure boards and there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Samantha. Ian also says on Twitter, only one in five eyeballs explode during the procedure. Them's good odds. I mean, I don't know if Ian is medically trained or not, or if he's just a bit of a chancer. Hey, we got away with it again. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. Excellent work, Catherine. Happy birthday, Scoinhead. Till tomorrow at six from all of us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do men have a duty to financially support their ex-wives? The ex-wife of a millionaire radio...